Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a role-playing podcast. Normally we are a D&D podcast, but today things are going to be a little bit different. We are a standalone episode podcast, so you can listen to any of these episodes in any order you want. If you listen to this episode on its own, it's going to be very different from the rest, but you'll, um, you'll figure out why that is in a couple of seconds. We are going to be playing Mothership today, which is a space horror RPG. So first off, a little bit of a content warning. Uh, Mothership is a game designed for mature audiences. It contains violence, foul language, some sexual content, and depictions of mental illness, trauma, stress, and panic. They may not be suitable for all audiences. Please be advised when listening. There will also be adult language. That was included in there. All right, with that out of the way, we are going to get right into it. Computing error detected. Artificial gravity failure in five. Four. Three. A large gloved hand slams into the console a couple of times. Computing error resolved. Artificial gravity failure prevented. Thank you for your assistance, Captain Price. Ugh, I swear to all the policymakers in the sky. If I have to put in another maintenance request for that gravity unit, I'm gonna freaking kill someone. Oh, looks like we're almost there. Alright. A heavily built female captain pushes a couple of buttons on a console, and a speaker in the mess hall crackles to life. Alright, listen up there you slackers, this is Captain Price speaking. We are approaching the CDE bulkhead. Get your asses in gear and prepare for docking in 50 minutes. Price, out. The camera pans through the mess hall, revealing several individuals. First up, we got Corporal Cordelia McReady. Please introduce yourself, tell us something about your character and what you are doing aboard the ship. Well hey y'all, uh, I'm uh, Corporal Cordelia. I'm a sweet little soccer mom of a of a uh, colonial marine. I've been here a little while. I'm in my dress blues and uh, just decked out for for uh, essentially parade duty here uh, as I clean up uh, my spot. And it looks like some of the engineers left a little uh, mess on their station. So I've been cleaning up their their mess trays and things and, and getting everything all nice and tidy so it's presentable for uh, if the captain should stroll, stroll through and, uh, and issue an inspection. All right. The company appreciates that there's at least someone on board that's uh, cleaning up after themselves. Next up, we've got the CRUD Android unit. Please introduce yourself. Tell us something about your character and what you are doing aboard the ship. Well, the CRUD is stands for cybernetically really useful dude or you can call me dr crud the third for short if you prefer i stand about seven feet tall i am a shiny silver think bender with a cylon eye i do have the compartment in my chest to store things and i also am powered by alcohol so that is what i'm doing right now as i'm sitting down here looking Cordelia right in the eye thinking hmm is that the the body I want to transfer a digital mind into because that is my goal while drinking and charging my fuel cells excellent now we know where all the liquor and other fluids in the ship are going to all right right down finally, my gully <laughs> and finally we have William Erden please introduce yourself tell us something about your character and what you are doing aboard the ship I'm William Erden Pronounced scientist and lover of all alien life. I'm very tall and very pale, and I very rarely leave my quarters, which also double as my scientific area. I do have a bunk somewhere in the ship, but I've never been there. I'm currently vivisecting a small rat-like alien and delicately organizing their organs for further observation. 
Well, that probably doesn't violate any health safety rules. Um, all right, you are all aboard the CDE Icarus, your own personal light transport uh, ship, and you are en route to another ship. You apparently have 50 minutes before docking. Uh, in the middle of the mess hall, there's a table with a console on it that displays the letters job description in a green lit button. What would you all like to do? And is there anything you would like to do to prepare for docking? Well, Dr. Crud's just going to drink. Uh, William will finish up what he was doing, cut it a little bit short, and then uh, look at the alien still on the table. He puts a little seatbelt over it and goes, Now don't go anywhere. I'll be back for you very soon. And I blow it a little kiss. Uh, as I just uh, make sure everything's closed and like in its place so they don't shake around in the cabinets and just do like the actual docking procedure for the science bay. Yeah, I feel like Cordelia would know more about whatever um, is required of her uh, before docking. Uh, is there someplace I'm supposed to report to, to guard whatever entryway or? Uh... Uh, what you know is that uh, in case of docking, uh, normally when you're traveling on the ship, uh, all your more dangerous belongings, such as weapons or heavy tools, are stocked in the stored in the tool room that also functions as a weapon storage. Um, normally, you would uh, have a look at the, either the job description or look up some information about the ship you are docking to, or if you're going to a station, the station you are docking to. Uh, there's, unless you are knowingly going into a combat situation, there's no procedure for anyone guarding the the airlock. Cool, you know, because we're assuming uh, it's a friendly ship. Cool. Yeah, I'll check the the job description. You gonna push the little green button? Of course. All right, push the little green button. Why have a Marine if you're not going to push the button? Uh, Marines are button. good at pushing buttons. <laughs> well, we have our first button push of the game. Let's see what happens. So, you push the button titled Job Description, and the screen lights up with a green light, first displaying the CDE logo. CDE, Consent Dairy Enterprises. Uh, with a small uh, slogan under that, all our products now contain up to 6% real dairy or comparable animal fluids. CDE, do the right thing. Consent. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, sh uh, the screen uh, fills with uh, text that reads the following. Current active job. Fly the CDE Icarus towards the CDE bulkhead, a large transport ship. Dock at airlock C7 while the bulkhead is in transit. You will be met at the airlock by one of the cargo managers to take over transport of a standardized light graph box. There is a barcode included in this description that you can use to confirm the identity of the box. Uh, the box is to be transported by the Icarus to Cloud 9, an upper atmosphere colony for the wealthy, while the bulkhead continues on its supply run towards Kalmar Station, an asteroid-based supply station that is centered on the crossroads of several busy trade routes. So it sounds like we're doing a cargo transfer. Mm -hmm. Call me when it gets interesting. Uh, William is leaving like his uh, the science bay. And then hears the word cargo transfer and then turns around and just takes a big huff of some medical grade gas and then like <laughs> exhales, hangs his head and uh, turns back to walk back in. He hates the banality of his job. There's just a really good science bay on this ship. Cecilia, you got this, uh, this, the, this cargo transfer, right? We, we can count on you. You, we, nobody else got to do it, right? You, you good? I believe so. I've got the uh, the barcode of the, the inventory to be taken, and uh, she'll be right as rain. You're a big, tough Marine. You can, ha you can handle any crap, right? Oh, of course I can. I have been trained in over 19 ways of combat. All right, well, just call me if you need a surgery. 
<laughs> well, I shouldn't hope so, but if I end up with a pinched uh, finger or, or some such, I, I'll, I'd be glad for you to do some, some work on me, Dr. Crud. Thank you. Just remember, Klingon parts are universal. <laughs> um, Willie has walked over to a console and would like to make a check, but then just kind of yells back to that, like, I'm also doing some interesting work in xenografting. So I could, like, stick some slime on you. And again, he's saying this without making eye contact to, like, anyone in particular. And he's, like, hunched over almost like a U-shape or, like, an upside-down umbrella handle, like, typing away at this keyboard. Um, can I use my archaeology or exobiology check? Um... I, I mean, like, either one of those to determine if there's any aliens or potential for z- xenomorphs um, on this uh, planet. Uh, well, you are not approaching a planet. You are approaching a a, tra- a large transport vessel. Oh, that's uh, right. And then we got to go to but the you can, uh But since it's a, a CDE licensed uh, ship, just like yours, you have access to uh, CDE's uh, basic records. So you can look up the name of the ship and see if it's, uh, you know connected to aliens in any way if you want Mm, I guess uh, if I could just broaden the scope uh, just like taking into account our entire mission of this like you know cargo whatever um, just check the whole thing for any potential for aliens (laughs) alright sure Uh, you access the console and you look up uh, the name of the ship and uh, any information you can find about that uh, since you are not accessing uh, the CD bulkhead itself, but just the general records about that, with your current level of clearance, uh, all you're able to get out of that is that the CD bulkhead is a licensed ship for uh, Consent Darius Enterprises. It's been on uh, on, on the payroll for at least a couple decades, uh, so it's it's a kind of an old ship, and it's normally used to transport either uh, base mechanical components or more high class manufactured parts. Uh, it does not seem to traffic in you know, uh, aliens or Xeno artifacts. Uh, it just seems to be a pretty regular l- large uh, freighter. What, what's the matter, Willie? Are you suspicious of this ship? I, I, I can hack in and see what they're transferring over to us. No, I just am checking to see if this is going to be boring as fuck or not. And it looks like it is. And then William pouts like at a chair and like kind of holds his hand out toward Crud with like puppy dog eyes. Crud puts a drink into his hand. He slugs it back, gives him a smile, and like, uh, I got you back next payday, and hands it back to him. And then Dr. Crud hugs him. Aww. And as William slams back that drink, uh, your eyes uh, glaze over one of the other government slogans, or company slogans that's on the wall that says, an unspoiled <laughs> mind is a hardworking mind. Um, do I have a Sharpie? You certainly do. I write ass over like this. <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, what was it? Say it again. An unspoiled mind is a hardworking mind. An unspoiled ass is, an un- <laughs> is a hardworking ass. <laughs> I give a thumbs back to it like, <laughs> got him. Yeah, there's uh, there's company slogans in every uh, room on the ship. And a lot of them have been sharpied over the years. Yeah, Dr. Crud has probably done quite a bit of it himself. All right. Uh, is there anything else you would like to do before you uh, reach the other ship? Aside from the captain, how many other people are on the ship with us? How many you awake are... people? 
you are a four-man crew. This is a mm. light transport vessel. So uh, besides you three, it's just the captain. And of course, King, the ship's, a uh, ship's AI. So we have an AI, a captain, two uh, scientists, two scientists, both of the medical grade and a Marine. Yep. And you're hauling cargo. <laughs> Dr. Crud would like to hack into the other ship's systems to see what's inside the box. Uh, with your knowledge about hacking, you know that you would, uh, at the very least, need to access either a terminal on the, sh on the bulkhead itself or more like a uh, centralized mainframe for CDE. Your, uh, your terminal on your own ship does not have the capacity to infiltrate the systems of the bulkhead. Well, then I won't do that. Yeah, but you can do it, you know, if you're on that ship, for sure. <laughs> Is there no space internet? <laughs> like, I, that's a valid yeah, there's question there's gotta be space internet it's super slow it's dial up oh <laughs> no screw that man <laughs> so you mean we get the the picture in three weeks <laughs> just watching schematics download like ooh, come on come on <laughs> oh that circuit baby that circuit oh man look at the telemetry <laughs> And as it's few of you sit around a terminal watching a schematic fill in line by line by line <laughs> while a dial-up tone uh, keeps ringing in the background, uh, you hear the captain once again over the speaker. All right, you slackers, we have uh, reached the CDE bulkhead. We are now docking to airlock C7. Whatever you got to do, do it fast. And you hear some uh, mechanical cranking sounds and then a light thud as the ship docks to the other ship. Cordelia straightens up as she hears slackers and looks down at her patch on her jacket that says number one worker. And she straightens herself up and uh, really hopes that the captain doesn't think she's actually a slacker. Uh, that would be terrible. And as you look look around the mess hall, you see that uh, probably on Cordelia's request, you have a, a small section cornered off that says employee of the month. And it's been <laughs> Cordelia for eight months in a row now. Cred pushes the communications button. Uh, captain? What the hell are you wanting us to do? You hear a, a crackle and a groan. You literally have the job description on the terminal. It's, as far as I can tell, it's very basic. Do you really need me to explain more about it? Yes. I right. wasn't here. It sounded boring, so I didn't come. <laughs> <sighs> that's, that's the groan the captain gives you. Uh, she's like, well, uh, as we have done... A hundred times before, it's a very simple duck and snatch. You know, probably someone wants some some personal cargo uh, being being transferred off ship before it gets to the docking station where all the, you know, custom agents and inspections are so we can deliver it where uh, to the colony itself where there's less inspection for private ships. You know how these rich folks are. So rifling through or no rifling through? Yeah, how much are we allowed to steal? I'm sure you all know that company policy says that we do not open any of the crates we transport. But I'll be here in the cockpit, so not my responsibility. Oh, Willie, that means we can take whatever the hell we want. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. We gotta go get that stuff before Cecilia does that do-gooder. I'll bring you a watch. I yell that to the captain. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't need any potentially stolen, stolen items. Oh, yes, no, I'll buy it at the gift shop. Like, give him the finger and go, come on, Cordelia. <laughs> You're no, lagging. No, Cordelia needs to stay here. We, it's just me and you. Cordelia's no, she's a do-gooder. 
she went like immediately uh, to that uh, that door and has been waiting there for the last like ten minutes for for docking so that she could uh, receive the cargo and put it where it needs to go. Uh, number one worker. Wait a minute. Hey Cordelia, we're gonna steal a bunch of stuff. Do you want to come? What? No, no, of course not. We can't go stealing from these fine folks. They, they just paid us to take on the job. Did you not read the description? It didn't say anything about I, popping it open and taking a look and taking whatever seats you fancy. Cordelia, Cordelia, I heard there was an intruder alert in the engine room. You need to go check it out. It's the Marine on board. There was no such thing. There was. You need to go look. I swear. Intruders in the engine room? How did they get there? Uh, They uh-huh they passed down corridor c right past you and you didn't stop them exactly because we're not marines you're the marine yeah do you yeah. know how many time i've seen men with guns on our ship but i'm just like not my problem <laughs> i don't even lock my door you need to go down there now uh, it's fine and dan if you do not lock your door i sure wish you'd close it on occasion though look man sometimes there's a lot of toxic gases and I need to vent them into the entirety of the ship. Otherwise, I might get sick. Well, I, I do agree that it's sickening. And perhaps we should agree to agree there. All right. Look, I, mm, mm, I don't know. I lost my plan. Go get the intruder, Cordelia. Go get the intruder. We both know there ain't no intruder. I'm going to take this cargo and it's going to go safe and sound into our cargo hold. Yeah. Now that's just the end of it. Good. All right. Well, the intruder's on your your ass. All right. As you are standing around discussing in front of the airlock, a, a screen lights up with a pixelated image of a gentleman in a uh, butler outfit. Uh, this is you know this as uh, the represent the representation for a King, the AI system, uh, and he addresses uh, William like, uh, "May I remind you, sir, that any produced toxic gases are against policy byline and health code." <laughs> I would recommend that you either install a vent system or keep your door closed. Okay. He wants you put in a butt plug. So I have a portable computer terminal, which uh, I would like my personal version of King. Because, like, while I might have helped design it or whatever, it does stand for, uh, well, I guess we're a corporate, so not uh, knowledge interface non-governmental. So it's like a lot of my personal files that are almost like entirely illegal. <laughs> so like there's no way in hell I have it uploaded to the main ship. So we'll, we'll call it like King 2 or the like, you know, the the Black King, like a chessboard. Um, uh, the wannabe king? Yeah. <laughs> the little king. Um, or Prince. Prince is in Well, that's a different acronym. Oh, Prince. I like Prince. Yeah, yeah. Prince. Prince. Uh, portable, replicated, interface, non-corporate entity. I think I spelled Prince Beautiful. right. There um, it is. Yeah, that's that's good. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, I have that one loaded up, and I just roll my eyes at it and go like, this guy. And you see an image of a... Uh, man dressed in a purple suit who uh, who is singing some musical tones like yeah man he got no flair I love classical music so I'm a big fan of Prince <laughs> is Prince classical music is oh, this right, in this, the future in the future yeah yeah thank you there it is so, even uh, our music now would be classical music then <laughs> alright well the ship is docked so if you want you can enter the airlock and go to the other ship uh, or uh, I mean I'm 
I'm not hearing anyone going to the tool room to, to pick up some weapons, so that's a great idea. All right, so what do you guys want to do? I, I don't have a gun, and I don't know how to use a gun. So why would I have a gun? I do. <laughs> it's in my compartment. <laughs> that's right, I forgot you have but a compartment. <laughs> do, we, do we need to use it? Uh, no, I just was going to do some low-level stealing, just, like, try to get into somebody's bunk and, like, take their socks and stuff. Just, like... Okay. This is going to be really boring if we're just going to do our job. All right, well, while <laughs> Cecilia does the uh, cargo transfer, me and you, we're going to sneak on the other boat, and we're going to rob the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, I go, uh, Prince, get ready to upload, you know, if we see a juicy node somewhere. I bet you they, somebody's got to know something about an alien. You got it, brother. Yeah, as soon as uh, we uh, dock with the, the other ship and the, the airlock uh, opens up, Cordelia will go and, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's on like a, a dolly or, or whatever. What kind of um, cargo are we looking at? All right. As you enter the airlock, it's one of those uh, that's like a 20, 20 meters. That's like 60 feet for the other side of the world. Uh, long, semi-transparent uh, tubes that connects the two ships you get a nice little look out into the void of space and you can also see the outside of your own ship where there's an image of a man with wax wings flying towards a sun uh, you get to the other end of the airlock uh, where the airlock doors are closed um, looking through them you you don't see anyone on the other side but there is the the handle for manual opening on it so you can just open the airlock if you want yeah open it up you first Sure. She'll open it up. Um, I will, like, help push the cart. Like, Willie, Willie doesn't think Cordelia is a nerd. Like, just, like, purely doesn't get why she doesn't goof off at her job. So just continues <laughs> to invite her. Like, uh, so, but yeah, like, you know. And also, your opening scene is so much funnier when you're like, I'm cleaning up the plates for the crew. No, like, it's just us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's cleaning up all your empties and, and all that crap yeah you got an android sitting right right across from you just drinking up a storm you got willie out in his in his lab never leaves the place so you're only cleaning up after yourself and the android <laughs> yep and the captain sometimes but the captain is slightly captain. tidier than <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the captain's the captain. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, she. She. Sorry. <laughs> I have a reminder set in Prince to tell me to come out of my room at least once a week to remind people I'm not dead. And it usually <laughs> takes like about five minutes. I just walk around the ship and go, not dead. Not dead, everyone. Not dead. Sorry about the smells. And then. Uh, yeah, you got to shower once in a while, dude. Okay, there's a hose, or, sorry, there's a sink in the science bay, and also I'm cultivating a germ garden in my navel. Oh, by that smell, I believe it. William uses the eyewash station as a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's working. Yeah. I gotta... I mean... It's it's working. You just only get like you know a 10, 10 liters of water each month to use it because you know com company guidelines says that you know waste not want not waste not do not want a pay cut. <laughs> More like waste ass want ass. <laughs> All, right, All right. So you have uh, Cordelia op manually opens the airlock on the other ship, and you mm -hmm. are faced with an empty hallway where uh, a, a graph uh, box should be, and also a 
cargo manager, uh, but they are both not there. Are you see an empty hallway? Uh, there is uh, there is a terminal on the on the wall that controls the airlock doors. Um, it's uh, it's clean, it's well maintained, but it's yeah, it's empty. She'll kind of uh, ceremoniously knock on the the bulkhead and knock knock. Uh, we're expecting a, a cargo delivery. Uh, and ding, ding. read out whatever the um, uh, the uh, denomination on the the, the cargo box is for reception. Here's her voice kind of echo. Yeah, you read it out and it just echoes through the hallway. But there's, as far as you can tell, nobody to either hear what you were saying or receive it. Uh, do I have comms of some kind? Uh, that depends. Do you have comms? I have prints. Do, do you have a uh, hazard suit or something like that? Nope, just my dress uniform. Then you do not have comms. No, uh, she'll kind of um, look back at, uh, at uh, William Erden. <laughs> Shrug. Open the door. Uh, yeah, check the door, and then I'm going to use my portable computer terminal, which I imagine would function basically like a smartphone, right? It's like our ship's computer, but, like, portable. Oh, yeah, you are, uh, the computer that controls the airlock has uh, connected to the CD Icarus as well, and through that you can connect to it as well. So, uh, within the direct vicinity of the airlock, you can freely communicate with uh, Icarus. Cool, so I just started doing, like, hailings, but, like, it's the equivalent of just ringing a doorbell really fast. Uh... I'm like, see if it's unlocked. Yeah, no, I opened it up. Oh, you got it open? Yeah, the airlock is open. You're you're in you're in the the, you know the, oh, the airlock no, compartment of CD Bokeh. We're talking about for the other ship. We've already walked across trying to get into the other ship. Well, are we on yeah, the and, other ship? Yeah, Cordelia opens the the yeah I'm the, at the uh, oh, ship okay. way. Yeah. Oh, so we're on the other ship. Yeah, you are there. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do we see? We're looking around. Yeah, I missed that too. <laughs> I I was I thought we were still in the airlock. <laughs> nope, nope. Made it to the other side. Opened the door, uh, and uh, you you saw an empty hallway where a uh, a graph box and a uh, cargo manager should be. Uh, and only thing of note is a terminal on the wall that controls the airlock doors normally, and it's uh, it's quite clean and well maintained. Maybe in comparison to your ship. Uh, I would like my move to stand and just continue to hail them. Right, sure. Yeah, you send a, a signal uh, to the system of the CD bulkhead, and uh, you hear in the distance a couple of speakers like uh, repeating your hailing message. You don't know how far into the ship this reaches, but probably in the direct vicinity at the very least, uh, you're accessing the speaker system. Dr. Crud's just going to yell out, Hello, anybody here? No response. That's how big is the ship that we're, we're docked with? The, uh, the bulkhead? <laughs> Well, being the, the diligent worker that Cordelia is, I imagine she had, uh, you know, uh, looked up what kind of class ship this is. The CDE bulkhead is a Megalodon class corporate freight hauler that is also licensed by CDE. It is a very large ship. Imagine, the, imagine a, a large, fat space whale with multiple, uh, multiple cargo holds. You can, uh, you can walk for pretty much miles inside this, this ship. Cool. Uh, so it wouldn't make much sense to her to just go looking around, probably. Um, she's likely to get lost. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're not finding anything ringing the doorbell, maybe we should check in with the captain? Let well, him know they're late? I had this thought. We don't like the captain very much. Maybe we should just... I love the captain. Ain't nobody the there. Since, since nobody's here, the three of us just take this ship and leave the captain by himself. I need to see the science bay first, and I will hold As off on that. As a colonial marine, that sounds a lot like mutiny. 
No. It is not because we're not taking over his ship. We're taking over this other one that has nobody. I think technically it's like going AWOL. I think both are mutiny because the company owns both ships. I don't I don't want any part of this. And I, Dr. Crud, I, I think you maybe need a nap or something. This this that doesn't sound like productive talk. How does right, that well, help the company? Cordelia, I don't sleep. Cordelia, don't cuss, first of all. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I do get very agitated. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're, a little, you're wow. a little hot right now, Cordelia. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll count to five. <laughs> um, Crud, I also am not, like, Captain lets us slack really hard. So, like, I'm pretty cool. Let's, if there's nobody here, let's just rob it, like, really good. But right. also, this is way too big of a ship for us to pilot. I mean, we could try to sell right. it. Oh, go ahead. Tell you what, I will go into this terminal and I'm going to do, see if I can do a scan for life science to see if there's even anybody here. Does that sound good? Why don't you do that and I'll check in with the captain and, and see if maybe she has comms that can reach their captain. If we can't reach, no, the captain's an idiot. We don't know that. Maybe they're just late or or, or uh, somebody failed to, to wake up from hypersleep or something. Uh, Cordy. The, the captain. Cordy, the captain makes us do stuff. No, idiot. Just, just so you guys know, as, I love as, to for, do stuff for as long as you've flown with Captain Price, he has been, you know, quite capable. You know, so you yeah. still always hate the captain. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's, but it sounded more like a personal pain than this, you know, what actual experience was. <laughs> uh, Cordelia will uh, jog back across the uh, the kind of gangplank um, and see if she can radio Captain from our side on the Icarus. And uh, let them know that, uh, hey, nobody's answering the door. There's no cargo. All right. All right and Krat uh, is going to use the terminal, I'm assuming. Yes. He's going to hack into it. All right. So uh, first we're going to do uh, the captain. Uh, yeah, the captain responds back on the comms like, oh, no, that was fast. Did you did you get the cargo yet? Yeah, captain, nobody's answering the door. There's no cargo. There's no cargo manager. We called out. There's nothing. Uh, um William Erden was was pinging everybody, and we could hear the the echoes of of his his comms checks. But uh, yeah, nobody's nobody's there. I'm, I got to tell you, it's just giving me the wheelies. So I thought maybe you could hail him. Oh, oh God! All right, well, give me a sec. All right, it's uh, it's quiet on the line for about thirty seconds, and then the captain chimes back in. Uh, well, uh, I've tried hailing them uh, two times now. Uh, I don't get a response from there, Captain. Um, I mean. Might might be nothing. Is that I don't see any any error readings, so the comms should be operational, and I don't see any mechanical readbacks that are faulty. So the ship should should be fine. Maybe the, maybe the captain's just you know having lunch or something. You know, uh, just just all right. Get 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 a look for the go and look for that fr freaking box. Uh, I don't want to leave this let let this job uh, you know pass us by. It's it's good money for a very simple job. So come on, just get to it. Yeah, of course, captain. And uh, she'll trot on back. All right. Oh. Good two shoes back, Crod. You are exiting the terminal. Uh, so uh, before you even do, have to do any hacking, you you can access a little a little bit of information just from the get go. Uh, since you are a company employee, all company employees have level one access to all CDE licensed terminals, which gives you uh, some basic information about the ship you're on. Uh, it tells you that this ship has a standard crew capacity of 800. Uh, it doesn't tell you how many there currently are or already are. That's more advanced information. Uh, you know that the ship has four separate cargo holds, with three of them reading as full and one of them reading as empty. 
and uh, and also there is a barcode scanner for the barcode that you receive from your job. That's the basic information you can access without hacking. All right, guys. So without hacking, which I'm definitely going to do, we know that there's a crew of 800. So the three of us ain't doing jack shit. So we're not taking this boat. This is like exactly why I don't leave my lab. Like, this is supposed to be the most boring job. And now there's 800 missing people. Uh, you see how like Wait. bulkhead socks down the hall. Like You also have to be social, Willie, every once in a while. That's what I keep trying to do for you. And I keep telling you, peer-reviewing your papers is social. <laughs> and that's why you keep getting the hose. <laughs> you don't know your, like, my, my space internet friends, okay? I go on my, when I'm in my lab, I'm talking with my friends. <laughs> All right, well. Cordelia says the captain wants this damn box. There's like 800 missing people or 800 dead people. You like dead people. I like dead people. We can go get stuff and we can steal a lot of shit. You like stealing shit. So while Cordelia looks for this box, we can steal shit. And I'm going to hack this terminal, see if we can get a better reading on shit. I do like stealing shit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Cordelia, also, to, to be you... fair, uh, knowing the size of the ship, uh, it's quite possible that, that 800 people are just spread around the ship. It's large enough that you can probably walk around for like 10, 15 minutes before you encounter anyone, even with an 800-man crew. So it's not that weird that there's nobody here. Okay. Within sight. Um, Cordelia? Well, larger... oh. oh, sorry. Go. Go, go, go. I just wanted to check in with Cordelia while you're hacking and be like, are you okay, girl? Uh, yeah, she'll kind of wave from uh, down the uh, this kind of 60-foot uh, uh, gangplank as she trots up in perfect military form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a f fucking heart attack, Cordelia. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, uh, Dr. Crud ran my, my vitals last week, and I'm in the, the, the 12th percentile for uh, <laughs> peak, peak human beings. Oh, she's as healthy as a Vlad bear. Oh, those are very healthy. He keeps saying yeah. it. I don't know what it means. He even showed me a picture and it didn't mean anything to me. Anyway, uh, Captain says, I'm supposed to find that uh, that piece of cargo and uh, bring it back and we can get on out of here. This place gives me the creeps. I don't know about y'all. I am hacking right now to figure out where the hell it is and to see if anybody's here because hopefully I get the sensors of the boat and we will find out because I don't know what hacking means in this setting. You're such a doll. You're going to save me a trip because I would have had to search all three cargo bays the long way. And it honestly, it would have taken weeks, I think. So, yeah. Why don't you do it your smart way? I'll just uh, hang here. And she just sort of looks around and kicks the floor a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the sad thing is you would have done that. Well, of course I would. The captain said I should. Uh, but imagine how much shit we can steal in with weeks. I you mean, can't steal here. But this Cordelia, is our... we're not talking to you. Cordelia. Cordelia, but I'm right here. You, you need to understand, I'm talking to you, but Crud isn't talking to you. <laughs> she looks between oh, the two. She, it's clear that she doesn't get it, but she'll say she gets it. Uh, Willie cherishes these moments because he really loves being a part of this dumb, this dumbass crew. <laughs> and like, fucking with Cordelia is one of his favorite things. But like in his head, he's like, I'm going to bring her dessert tonight. <laughs> yeah, fucking with her is awesome, but 
everybody loves her as well. Yeah, we would be, we would have literally died, I'm going to say no less than 15 times, if not for Cordelia. Sometimes 15 multiple. 15 and a half. Yeah. 15 like, and a half. <laughs> if it happens. And a maiming. The, Saved a good maiming there. <laughs> if it happens uh, twice in a day, we only give it a half point. <laughs> there's a weighted oh, scale yeah we yep. it got too complicated too quick so we needed to implement rules and it's also mm. your unofficial christmas bonus <laughs> we're just like hey we did the math we owe you three thousand bucks for being alive this year <laughs> yeah but but since uh, since we're low on credits we're just going to give you a gift gift certificate for a low value chain yeah <laughs> Also, I made you this, and it's just like a horrible amalgamation, <laughs> just like a chimeric terror. <laughs> All right, so, Dr. Krat, you were going to hack a terminal. This is going to be our first real roll of the day. That it sounds is, to me um, like an intelligence roll, and I'm assuming you have uh, some, uh, some expertise in hacking as well? I have a 60 intelligence, and I am trained in hacking. All right, well, add the bonus that's associated to hacking, and that's your new stat for this roll, and I want to roll under it. And if you roll doubles, it's a crit. Which means I have to roll under 75, correct? Yeah, sounds fair. Because uh, hacking is a plus 15 bonus, mm -hmm. so yep. 60 plus 15 is 75, if I'm doing my drunk math right. It's, it sounds correct to me. Okay, so that is a nine. Oh, very well. Very nice. All right. So you get the following extra information out of it. You know that uh, of the crew capacity of 800, 780 people were listed uh, on this ship. Uh, you see that there is a total of six different crew compartments where for most of the journey, most of the crew resides. There are uh, of the four cargo holds, you can now see that uh, cargo hold uh, one is 400 out of 400 storage containers filled. Cargo hold 2 is 398 out of 400 cargo containers filled, with two slots being, uh, uh, how would you say it, uh, Empty. Res reserved for a, a, a personal craft. Ooh. Uh, cargo hold 3 is 400 out of 400 cargo containers filled, and cargo hold 4 is completely empty. Okay, uh, am I able to scan for life size? Is there internal sensors? Uh, yeah, you can, you can go ahead and do that. I wish to do that. So I'm going to give you that for your, your near locations. Uh, you can also see a layout of the, of the ship here. You are near cargo base 2 and 4, and also cool card is 5, and the reactor room and engineering bay are also close by. Uh, you scan for life signs, and you see that there are uh, life signs in cool quarters 5, a couple of them. There are some life signs in the reactor room, and there is also life signs in uh, cargo hold 4. How many life signs total? Uh, it does not indicate a exact number. It does indicate like groupings. large or small groupings. Yes. Okay. There's uh, Cool Carters 5 has a small grouping. Uh, Cargo Hold 4 has a very large grouping. And the reactor room also has a very large grouping of people. Ooh. Our, all signs. right, guys. Uh, you, you see this little map? You see these red blips? That's where everybody is. There is life here. I would recommend staying away from them. Um... He's also, is he able to use that barcode to locate the box that we need? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, if you scan the barcode, uh, the base level information we get from that is that this uh, box contains personal effects and is a personal transfer. With your extra hacking uh, level, 
you get uh, the location of the box. You saw that the box was en route from Cargo Hold 2 towards the airlock. Uh, but about three quarters of the way there, uh, it stopped. And you see a location on the map that is currently blinking. Uh, but it's standing still. It's not currently traveling. William just face-palmed. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was a face, but there was more of no despair, idea. like, oh no. <laughs> I, I, I it's, like, it's like, our, uh, the cargo we're looking for is about a quarter of the way here, or, or a quarter of the way away. It's sitting right here. I say we run in, grab it, steal as much shit as we can on the way, and get the hell out of here. Well, well uh, uh, maybe you could just keep the the latter half of those ideas in in your own mind, and Cordelia, then when I'm not I looking, wasn't you talking could... to you. You just follow. Cordelia. She's been doing like jumping jacks and burpees this whole time uh, while she's oh, waiting gosh. on you at the terminal. <laughs> Cordelia, I explain this to you. He's not talking to you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, I know. I, we're on the same page there. Completely. Cordelia, though. No, uh, Honestly, you're you're gonna have to kind of get on board with this. Though I will, I'll say we'll just steal small objects, nothing that the company would notice. You're stealing from the same company that we, you're. We're you know not that stealing when they have from... to make up their losses, they bring it out of our checks. We're not. There's no net gain here. All right, we're not stealing from the company. We're stealing from. The employees. Exactly. We're the employees. Different. Have y'all been but stealing from me? No. Cordelia, no. a little. Never you. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't steal from you, but Willie does. But I always put it back if I don't either eat it or burn it. It really depends on the stuff. I eat a lot of your <laughs> chips. I'm going to tell you. I knew it. I. I thought they were just getting cleaned up by somebody else making the rounds, but I don't think y'all been making the rounds. Now, Willie anyway. has because he's been taking them from me. <laughs> Every, whenever I tell you I'm alive, no, I'm also eating your chips. <laughs> oh my God. Cordelia, I love you. You are the sweetest puppy, but like, okay. Where do you think all the nice gifts we give you come from? Well, the either the vending machine or the universal creator that we, no. we got on the deck. No, it comes from your quarters. Uh, no, I, you guys, I thought we was friends. I steal things from other people to show you how much you mean to me. That I didn't There's use. There's only four the... of us here. What? Exactly. That's why it comes from your quarters. And, and frankly, it's crazy you don't notice. It's crazy. <laughs> and you're just, a trained marine. You should have sharp eyesight. <laughs> I mean, it'd be stupid to steal from the captain. So the only other person is you. I feel like maybe we're down the wrong thing and we're going to uh, in, in, enter into some maybe entanglements here. Why don't we just get this crate and get out of here? I, you know what? Let's do it. That's true. There's hey, a candy you bar just... in your quarters. I really want to eat. And, and you there just is a ignore... candy bar in my quarters, and I also really want to eat that. And you just ignore the stealing on the way. You do it behind me, and then don't bring it up, and then I don't have to know about it. That's what we always do. That's why you're always in front. <laughs> I thought I was because I was the number one worker, and y'all were just jealous. I mean, I am jealous. 
But that's like a I'm separate not. issue. That has nothing to do with the stealing. I know. I'm sorry to bring it up. It's bad form to kind of talk about that. And she sort of brushes off her patch as she uh, turns. And, and now, which hallway did you say that was? That one right there. Oh, perfect. And she just far as Gump runs. Uh. <laughs> I, I love how this episode just very quickly turns into the office in space. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um... Willie is going to check something on his comms real quick, and he will rejoin the party in just a moment. But he's going to hang back for a second. All right, no problem. Uh, Cordelia, you've, you, you've been shown uh, the location on the map by uh, Dr. Crud. Uh, you know that you have to go down two levels and about one mile of corridors uh, to get to where the, the box is currently sitting. Uh, one mile? This is a large ship, my man. Jesus. Yeah, at this pace, <laughs> she can make it in about six and a half, seven minutes. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Dr. Crutch making it in like 16, 18 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> All right, so we are en route. Uh, you know, it, you spend a couple of minutes walking uh, from the corridor uh, that is connected to the airlock, and before long, you make it to a set of uh, both elevators. And there's also like uh, uh, emergency access to some stairwells that go down. So you can use either of those. She'll take the stairs. Good for the cardio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does everybody else follow that as well? Uh, Dr. Crow takes the elevator. Yeah, Willie finishes up what he was doing and follows. All right. uh, Cordelia or Dr. Crud? Oh, uh, I didn't realize we separated. That's how into. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cordelia took the stairs. Dr. Crud took the elevator. Mm. Oh, lift. I'm sorry. This is the year 35,000, right? So uh, lift. Yeah. Willie looks back at his phone. Uh, he's actually going to go back to the terminal. And if it's still up where uh, Dr. Crud left it off, uh, he just wants to... Does it have any distinguishing features of the life signs or no? It's just red blips. Uh, it's red blips. It's, uh, it's groupings instead of exact numbers. Cool. So he's going to go uh, down the stairs after Crud after he checks that. Oh, so lift. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, probably lift, probably lift, yeah. And it's also like probably the year 2150 or something. It's, uh, you know, slightly future. <laughs> uh, on the way to the lift, is there anything that uh, Dr. Crud and Willie can lift? Of course. There's uh, there's some very nice posters on the wall that say things like, uh, an unreported accident is an unpunished accident. Uh, Death gets graffitied. Many hands make uncoordinated work. Why not pick up the slack and do your co-workers work? Graffitied. Do right by the company. Reuse, don't replace. Graffitied. Uh, yeah. The, the most interesting you think around, uh, uh, along the way is there's an access panel to the... Well, one of the paddlings on the on the left side of the wall has been taken off and someone was apparently working on some cabling there. So there's some, uh, some tools there. There's a small plasma cutter and there's uh, a, a... How would you say it? Uh, like an advanced form of duct tape, where it's just a gel that you uh, place on on the on the tubing, and then with a electric prod you activate it, and then it seals uh, seals up completely airtight. That is now in Doctor Crud's compartment. <laughs> All right, you have successfully done your first stealing. <laughs> it's nice. on now. All right, Cordelia didn't see shit. Nope, she's like a half mile ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cordelia makes it. Uh, of course, he makes it faster down the stairs than the than the lift goes to to st uh, stairs down. Sorry, the first one in the in the second corridor, and uh, not that far from the from the lift and the stairs, you can already see uh, the outline of uh, of a box, which might be the box you're looking for or a different box, but it's a box nonetheless. Yeah, trot up to it, um, and I don't know if I have some sort of handheld scanner or some way to verify 
that it matches the the numbers I was given? I don't know. Do you have a handout scanner? Probably not. Uh, but she wrote down whatever the 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 call sign or the numbers uh, were from her job description. Uh, All right, no problem. I as, will... as your yeah, go ahead. Oh, you know Willie has one. He was holding one in the like he was holding well, a portable terminal like five minutes ago. Willie and I are in a lift. She's by herself. Are we going to the same location? Eventually, Eventually. yeah, okay. but she's just faster because she does everything in a row. <laughs> nice. Well, you and I are in the elevator. Like after like a full minute of silence, William just goes, "Good, good space weather today, huh?" Look, I I don't know about you, but I already stole a plasma cutter and duct tape gel. He like looks back like we that was just a hallway. <laughs> yeah, I'm that good. Oh god. Okay, looks like I'm pouring drinks tonight. Uh, because we have an ongoing who can steal more contest and loser has to pour drinks. <laughs> uh, On Cordelia's tab somehow. Yeah. No. <laughs> you just get mysterious like deliveries of crates of liquor, and you're like, what? I don't even drink that much. And then it just tastes better stolen. Dude, I know. <laughs> this oh. royalty free music brought to you by CDE. Do the right thing. Consent. <laughs> All right. So Cordelia makes it to the box. And you do see uh, markings of barcodes on the side of it. And since you have the number, because barcodes are lines, but also numbers, uh, you can compare those. And yeah, you quickly see that this is indeed the, the box you're looking for. It's a, uh, a graph box. So it's got small uh, hover engines under it, which keeps it about, you know, uh, a foot off the ground, so you can easily transport it and makes it very lightweight as well. Um, one other thing you notice, though, as you're walking around the box, uh, behind the box, from the direction where it was probably coming from, there is a body. You see a person <laughs> slumped against the wall. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Yo, what's a, what's a, what's a scenario? And she's by herself. <laughs> Oh, oh joy. Good. We horror movied so hard. And now the capable <laughs> one who is going to save us is going to get freaking Zeno. <laughs> the Marine is going to die first. Isn't the Marine always dying first, though? Isn't that, you know, the I mean, that's got... sort of the point is I <laughs> buy you smart people time to actually solve problems. And yeah, I'm exactly. supposed to betray in the third act because the aliens, <laughs> like, I'm down with the aliens. Like, the whole rhythm is gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're on track. We're on track. We're doing I good. I think we're, we're on the pace here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you see the following. You see a, a person uh, slumped against the side uh, of this corridor. Uh, there is a rather large hole in its head made by either uh, some kind of industrial tool or a very uh, large caliber firearm. Uh, out of the wounds, there leaks a white liquid, which indicates to you that this individual was an android. Uh, and he's uh, dressed in very simple, uh, simple clothes. And he has a name tag that says uh, Cargo Manager X170. I'm offended. Well, you're not there yet, so you can't be offended yet. <laughs> That's uh, true. Don't matter. That, <laughs> besides that, you see um, not much besides uh, a couple of traces of uh, streaks of red on the floor. And besides the red, there is some kind of orangey, uh, squishy substance. Please make a fear save for me. Oh boy, first roll. Just be glad I'm not there. Oh, that's a five. That's All right, that's good. good. That's good. 
All right, you're an experienced Marine. You've seen dead bodies before. And to be fair, this is not that awesome. It's just a guy with a hole in his head. You've seen it a hundred times before, so you're fine. It's an android. It's not flesh and blood, so it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, I rescind my statement. You're allowed to be offended now, Crud. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a non-android, get to decide when you can be offended. <laughs> okay, now I'm offended by your offense. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, so you got probably like a small minute before your your crewmates uh, join you at the scene. Yeah, I mean, she'll check and um, she probably doesn't know how to check vitals for an android. Um, but like, I don't know, check the the neck and then the wrist and like, uh, I don't know. And she'll pick him up and put the, the android on top of the grab devices. She can move them around together easily. <laughs> nice way to disturb the crime scene. Yeah, and she's a Marine, homie. <laughs> And William come in. As you see, uh, Cordelia handling a body. Ding dong. Cordelia, Floor what two. did you do? Y'all, he was like this when I got here. I did not put this hole in his head, and I expect there's other murders afoot, because I don't know what that squishy stuff is, but I do not want to touch it. That looks like your department, and she points at, uh, at William. Uh, Willie, where William was about to like continue gaslighting Cordelia, but then at the mention of squishy <laughs> stuff, just runs over to the to the goo and like fully gets his hand like throws on gloves and then just starts poking around. Oh, he throws so, on gloves though. Okay, that's that's something. Yeah, he has a cool space cuff like uh, they're like uh, bracelets that he throws his hands out and they get covered in like a bubble of latex. That then, like, form fits his hands, and then he can, like, rip it off like rubber space gloves. Space gloves. Yeah, dude, I have space gloves. Um, and Dr. Crud will run over to the android and open the panel and hack into the android to see what the hell happened to him or her or oh, it. Oh, interesting. I, I believe interesting. it was a man droid. Or a girl droid. It was not specific. And uh, you know what? We identify as it. Thank you very much. Yes, the the android appears to be uh, androgynous. Man, you used him before. I totally lost my Raz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I did. It, uh, I saw a nice vein for razzing. All right, well. All right, so oh, you like that vein, don't you? So we got vein one person in hacking forehead. into the android. <laughs> uh, we got one person uh, looking at gooey stuff. Uh, could you, are you doing anything while these uh, two uh, start investigating? Or How much weight can this grav thing support? Uh, this crate. Could, like, Dr. Crud also hop up on and do his uh, investigation while I move us all back to the ship? Uh, you already saw it uh, drop down significantly. It's still mm -hmm. above the ground from the from the body of food on top of it, but it's not much above the ground. So this is probably about the maximum extra cargo you can put on top of it. Okay, so piling Dr. Crud on top uh, probably ain't gonna fly. So yeah. you don't want me to mount the android? Well, can... Can like <laughs> diagnostics be run? Thrust. <laughs> Willie is in his version of business mode now. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, <laughs> We're gonna go to to Willie and squishy uh -huh. stuff. All right, Willie, what are you doing? Okay, so <laughs> I believe I was making a xenobiology check to determine if this is alien in nature or just somebody's messed up liver. All right. Do you have any tools or anything to help you with that uh, research? I will use my cybernetic diagnostic scanner combined with my portable computer terminal and also it doesn't have an effect on this but i'm wearing a lab coat and i think i should get a bonus 
Well, you know what? My lab coat actually has my name embroidered in it. So you know what? There. Uh, yeah, I have somebody else's name embroidered on it in case I get arrested. Uh, but I do have a sick patch. I feel yeah. like you guys have hacked her commissary or whatever. And just like. <laughs> yeah. uh, Willie, what does your patch say? Yeah, patch reveal for Willie. Fuck forever. <laughs> and that's the way he says it. it's not fuck forever. He says fuck forever. It's only right, right. now. All right, make me a xenobiology roll, which is probably based on intelligence, and you can, you know, if you're proficient in skill, add the bonus from that, and roll under. You know your boy got a 10. Oh, I'm going to give you a, well, I was going to give you advantage, but well, you can do a roll again, see if you get a crit success, because of all your, you know, lab mm. code and equipment. So close, got a 12. All right, but still pretty good rolls. All right, first off, I'm going to share the thing. If you direct your attention to the chat we had going, you will see something there, which is Ooh. what your display displays to you. Oh, that is... That's a cute little thing. You think that's I, cute? Oh, I'm I sure. am very, very happy with this image. Oh, I hate this. I hate this if, so if much. You think, Cordelia, if you think that's cute, you and I need some counseling sessions. I think we do anyway, honestly. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. In what context... So, to describe for the listener... This is like some sort of underwater creature who it's it's a little hard to tell whether it has two large, like either light reflecting or colorless eyes or just vacant holes. It clearly has the mouth at its front end, like below its smaller eye hole that is filled with a needle like teeth. It uh, it's back half. I guess it kind of looks like a fucked up goldfish. Like, it classically <laughs> splits its torso into, like, two fishtails that reconnect at the end, creating a very uncomfortable hole. Or that might be another eye. I can't tell. Yeah, something between a, a goldfish, a lamprey, and a, like, a, a, a galaxy. Uh, yeah, and the texture of its skin just sucks. Just, just <laughs> picture, like, you're, like, thinking of something bad. Just, just make it like underwater for long enough to rot, and then you're then you're about there. Uh, I'm so happy with this reaction. Yeah, so, no, that uh, sucked. Luckily <laughs> for us, uh, William is an expert xenobiologist, so he can actually you know determine what all these parts of this thing actually are. All the orangey bits are some kind of living mold. Well, it used to be living molds. You're determining that this this thing is now inactive in whatever way that means. Uh, the darker part of it. It's kind of weird. Like the mold is is uh, some kind of carbon-based life form, but the the darker bits of it are some kind of uh, synthetic material that is that is also integrated into its uh, into its matter. So it's it's combination of uh, how would you say silicone-based and carbon-based life form that you're looking at here. Okay. So while uh, while William is uh, closely inspecting this strange uh, mold-like entity, something unfortunate happens. And uh, while this this piece of it seems to be inactive, uh, William, you feel a wet wet squilch and a wet thing fall on your shoulder. And as you look to the side, you see uh, another patch of the orangey stuff. Uh, and as you look up, you see that uh, the top panel, uh, a ceiling panel in this in this hallway, uh, has been removed. Uh, it's not on the floor anywhere, so probably someone uh, moved it up and put it into the into the ceiling grate somewhere there. 
uh, you see some tubing, some cables running there, and all of these are coated with this orange fungus. Orange mold, sorry, not fungus. Cool. So... Slight difference. Yeah. Velvet. Willie will, Velvet. like, gently place what he's holding on the ground, throw off his space gloves and get a new pair, and then take off his, like, lab coat and, like... You know, it's all smooth, kind of like plastic any material. So he's able to like almost like a raincoat sloop it off. Please make me a body save. Uh oh. Okay. I I love that that instantly all the expression change when you mention something like that. <laughs> body is that is that a skill or oh wait okay I see it and so now yeah, this it's... one I roll two d ten or what do I roll. Uh, always, you always roll a d100 unless it's a panic roll, and then okay, I'll panic definitely roll, that save. Nineteen. Ooh, pretty good. Is it below your body uh, score? Oh my god, by two. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. You have so a body score fuck. 21. I, I have a body score was. 21. I expected yeah. to look up and see something in the 40s. <laughs> no, <laughs> saves are bad. Oh my god, thank. Okay, my sanity is 55 though. Yeah, you're a smart guy, you know. M mine's 17. I will go insane easily. Make a note of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a 19. All right. So what happens is you uh, you scrape uh, this orange uh, mold off of your lab coat, and instantly you start feeling some prickly things on your on your glove. And as you look down, you see that. Some of the mold is clinging to it and is trying to punctuate uh, the latest glove. And it's it's definitely capable of doing that. But just before it actually does that, you rip the glove off and throw it on the ground as the mold starts growing over it and tearing it apart. Uh, cool. I take a two-foot safety step backwards and then hit it real quick with my bio scanner. All right. Um, um I mean, you can take mm. zoology, pathology, exobiology, any of those. I feel uh, like I mean, you already uh, you already rolled for it. The main difference between this and the the, the finger investigate before was uh, this part of it is definitely active and busy. Uh, you can tell that it is uh, either consuming or integrating this latex material that you put on it. Okay, so do you still have your lab coat on? Or I mean, yeah. Once I sloop it off, I put it back on. This, this thing was expensive. Cordelia paid a lot for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, all right. So you got some uh, some moldy stuff on the ground now and some molding stuff in the ceiling. Um, Dr. Crud, you were, while this is all happening, you were hacking into a dead android. Yeah. Dr. Crud saying, Willie, stop. Stop fucking around. I'm trying to hack into this thing. I'm not doing fucking anything. You're like 10 feet away from me. Don't blame me because you suck. Uh, we will get into the discussion of who sucks more later. And just FYI, it's you. Okay, well, oh, wow. FYI, don't let the orange goo touch you because it like is real punctury. And I don't <laughs> want anyone to get orange gooed. I haven't determined what happened. But okay, so actually, this is very important. Uh Earlier, oh, yeah. I did ask about any aliens along the way, and you like, especially on this bulkhead. Are there aliens that maybe like is everybody in space human, and aliens are always like weird, or is it like Star Trek where we have like Vulcans and Klingons and stuff? 
Uh, as far as you know, despite despite the many claims that we have Vulcan parts on board, uh, as far as you know, any alien Clean life that has, that, that has so far been discovered is uh, either low intelligent, animal-like, or microbiotic. So there has not been this, uh, any like very well developed intelligent alien life found. Okay, so the okay, I I had a theory that the or like the thing that we found the silicon-based life form was like the skeleton of whatever was on this ship but if aliens can't pilot a ship like no that dead end as far as you know i mean that's All literally right. my specialty i will i will want to know so yeah as, as if if you don't think it then it's probably correct you know cool you're an expert all right stay away from the orange shit i get it <laughs> all right so, make me a hacking roll to hack into this android. Since it's dead, I'm going to give you disadvantage on that, because its systems aren't really working anymore, but you can still attempt it. Yeah, you're, Not you're cool! You're hacking into a, a turned-off computer, basically, so that's that's <laughs> well, hard. crud, turn it on first, then. <laughs> yeah, Plug can I in. turn it off first? How would you propose to turn it on? Bruh, blood transfusion style. How are you turning style? on this android? Hmm? Pouring alcohol down his throat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Willie would also like to pitch like you know how they get a blood transfusion between two things like he goes on life support based on crud's vitals oh god uh, first of all make me that hacking roll we'll see like jumping that. a car Wait, attacking no 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 hacking hacking oh um, well I failed it was an 88 is my worst roll Ooh, and that's a 88 that's a <laughs> yeah, crit it's failure it's a critical fail so, first thing that happens when you fill any sort of role is you take one stress. So <gasps> no, one. you bastard. <laughs> How dare and, you? Uh, as you all know, all your stresses start at two, not at zero. Because right. you know, being in space is always a little bit iffy. Uh, now, whenever you make a critical failure, you also have to make a panic roll. Panic rolls are inverted from normal rolls in that you want to roll above your panic instead of under it. So, make me a d20 roll and you want to get above that three. Oh, D20? Okay, yeah, I want to get the... above a three? Yeah, because that's your current stash, right? I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter because I rolled a fucking one. <laughs> well, oh, you're no. thinking that's bad, but actually, uh, on the entire panic table, there's one good entry, and that's the one. No way. Oh, yes way. So, <laughs> <laughs> the panic table. What, what happens? What, hap what did I do? So, there's, there's things in there like you become anxious, frightened, jumpy, all that kind of stuff. But the role of one is you get laser focus. Because of all that stress, you like focus your mind. You stop thinking about drinking alcohol and stealing from Cordelia. You're just like, there's something going on here. There was an android killed here. We got to find the culprit. And you get laser focus on that. So my ADHD kicks in. Exactly. Uh, you get advantage on all rolls within the next 2d10 minutes. So you can roll the 2d10 and see how long that's going to last. Fuck a duck, dude! Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the only thing that's good in there, so... I figured I fucked up with that. That's a perfect, like, narrative thing, too. When you're, like, uh, you're checking out this android, you're like, this is fucked up, man. <laughs> that's going to be 20. I rolled oh. max on that. Nice, nice. All right, that's going to be a while. All right, cool. Uh, <sighs> unfortunately... That does mean that you uh, are unable to access the, the information stored in this Android since it's dead. So that's... Oh, yeah. Sad. No, I, I totally screwed that up. Yeah. This game has now turned into a teeter-totter between an episode of The Office and Alien. 
<laughs> we as the players are fighting for the office. <laughs> the game is fighting back and it wants aliens. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this android doesn't know jack shit. I'm just going to dump it. Well, we should at least get it back to our ship so we can maybe boot it back up or bring him back somehow. Or sell You know what? Over time? No, spare parts for me. Yeah. Uh, sure, but I feel like he might be saving yes. time. I Just always yes. keep a spare set of organs in my lab at all times. And now I have a spare body. Oh, jeez. Cordelia, do you need a spare? skeletons in y'all's closets. It, it, well, it's borderline criminal at, at the very least, but perhaps we should talk about that later. Let's get this on the lift and get us out of here. So, as Every I'm one helping, of my skeletons have a sign release. And also... So, it's just organs. You can't replace your skeleton, Cordelia. God. <laughs> so as you're discussing this, Cordelia, you're the only one not engaging in the strainer's mental activity. Mm -hmm. uh, while the others are doing their thing, you, you hear uh, some kind of weird creaking and scratching noises coming from the walls. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she'll un uh, unlatch the safety catch on her revolver and her, her holster. <laughs> and... Uh, now, uh, fellas, maybe we can tell this story uh, jogging as we make our way to the lift. I don't think we're alone here. Uh, there's something in the walls. Well, I did detect life forms. I told you that in a lot of different places. Yeah, well, I, I thought know. it was all people. I don't think it's folk in them walls. I have no idea who they was because the DM was being a jerk and wouldn't tell me. Yeah, he was also very rude to me. I can't remember when, but I'm mad too. <laughs> um, okay, triangle Wait. formation. What was that? I'm not sure, but I think we should get this cargo in the lift and get us out of here. Um, we can send out a distress signal on their behalf. Cool. We can't just blow the thing up. I can set a self-destruct sequence before we leave. We don't know that that's necessary. There's 800 other people in here. Dead android. Racism. 800 other people. Uh, this just people. Dead android. <laughs> and I'm the one trying to bring him back. Guys, why don't we just get the android ready to explode in case we see something? This thing's a grav oh. thing. We give it a good kick. It'll go flying. No, not the no, android. We gotta the ship. This. The captain said, oh, we come down here, we get this, this cargo, and we get out of here. Okay, we deliver the cargo, and then we blow up the ship. I don't know that we need to do that. What? You're we Mr. Number Two. Okay. We don't. Cordelia, that kind of thinking is going to earn you a number two employee patch. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> um. So. And she muscles this uh, 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 gravity container onto the lift and pushes the button. If you guys are on it, great. Okay. So, how do we prove that this thing wasn't already empty or open? All we have to do is bring back the container, which we have. All we need is a scanner from the ship. Y'all are still thinking about pilfering? No, 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 dude. If we get somebody with a scanner on the ship and then scan our package like they accepted it, we have their package. It doesn't matter what was in it or not. We just show up with an empty package. And you're like, this is how we found it. Our job's done <laughs> and no one gets alien murdered. Cut that last line for meta. <laughs> well, we don't gotta scan shit. We already got the the barcode. Barcode matches this uh, this 
box with the Android on top. So we just take this shit and go. DM, like are we in the clear? And we're good. I mean, are you in the clear? I don't think. I think we need someone to scan our box to say that they received. Otherwise, they're going to say we never delivered it, even though we have the box. Uh, in your experience, the amount of you know uh, bureaucratic uh, fidelity varies from place to place. You can imagine that uh, you've heard of places like Cloud9 before. It's like one of those wealthy space stations where only the rich live. They'll probably at the very least check the contents of the box. So we can't steal from the box. Well, we can't show up with an empty box. But like, it's like that the beginning of Ace Ventura when he's kicking the box down the hallway. <laughs> like, he did his job. He delivered the package. He just did a bad job at it. That's all I'm good. That's our best case. That's the scenario that gets us out of here alive. So I'm what pushing you're this saying... cargo thing down the hallway. Whatever you do behind me, I do yeah, not you're, care. You're in the lift. Are you are you joining Condila in the lift? Because she's uh, she's she's taking it. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely staying together because I believe Crud left his gun behind, right? No, it's in my chest cavity. Oh, that's right. Your cavity is on your body. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll assume you guys made a trip to the to the to the tool room to get your guns where they would be stored as per company regulation. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying we delivered a box, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter about the insides, right? So if it's empty, it's empty. It's not our fault. Exactly. That's our. And uh, then the captain said we have done this like a hundred times, right? Picked up boxes from other ships and brought them on board, transferred them mid-flight. Right. Uh, we. How What's often in the are bunch? they like weighed, or are the context um, listed out whether we see what that is or not? Are they like insured by FedEx or whatever? Like, <laughs> oh, all that stuff's done at the beginning and the end. Whatever happens in between is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, dude, and especially if it is insured, this is good for them because then they just get a fat insurance payout. And, and we, we get all the shit. Yeah, and then in we can your, go smoke uh, bowls on the ship. <laughs> in your experience, the, the content is pretty much always checked unless you're going to a very seedy place. And we will get yeah. in trouble. I, I, I mean, yes, they expect you to. I'm know, just saying, they're not going to pay for empty from bucks. other containers. There's like whole <laughs> sections there are of the no ship. There's no other containers oh, in the middle of all the dead android next to it. Our stealing will save us. We fill it with <laughs> a bunch of shit. <laughs> And then we're like, I don't know. They didn't fucking tell us what was in it. Like, oh, we can put take all the shit out and put the dead android in it. I mean, I don't see how that's better. That seems more incriminating. But we didn't kill the android. We don't. Even, we're not even supposed to know there's a dead android. I didn't roll high enough to know what killed the android. So this is a Ding. long elevator. The elevator oh, arrives the at the top floor. <laughs> Doors open. You're back in the they're back in the corridor that connects to the airlock. Yeah, push the box out. Look around. Any uh, orange goo or whatever? No, no. Seems to be uh, seems to be all fine. Seems to be all clear. All right. While yeah. the other two push the box towards our ship, Doctor Crud wants to go and set the self destruct in the terminal. <laughs> right, do, there's no. potentially like 800 people that are alive here still. No, dude, they're definitely all dead. But Dr. Crud, don't go <laughs> off alone. I mean, no, it's, it's in the, the same hallway. Terminal's so right there. You yeah, guys right. are right there. I'm not alone. You can self-destruct from anywhere in the ship? That's fucking stupid. That's such a bad idea. Deep enough, right? 
Dude, what I if mean, somebody just assuming. gets drunk and like turns on to self-destruct? Look, I am drunk. <laughs> yeah, what if exactly so, this happens? <laughs> what I'm hearing is uh, Dr. Crowd is accessing the terminal again and looking for a self-destruct option. Yes. Yeah, I'm <laughs> hoofing it, uh, trying to get this back to our ship, the Icarus. Oh, wait, okay. Push as, push as hard as you can, Cordelia. I get in it, and I activate my space boots, which also provide plastic booties. I need to check if any little bit of that fucking orange goo is in this crate, because I love that shit, so I need to make sure I get all of it out before it actually comes on our ship, so I can experiment right. at it on it. So, so you're doing a biological decamin... Deca decontamination. Decontamination, yes. Guy got your back, dog. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. So I'm going to get a sample of it and then check to see if it, like, explodes out of my tubes. But, like, basically, I'm like, Cordelia, I'm actually doing my job here. I'm not just making you push me on a cart. <laughs> All right, but I'm so also making you push me on a cart. Couple of things here. Couple of things. Uh, I'm, the, the terminal, I'm going to be very fast about that. Yeah, the, there is no self-destruct that activates from everywhere in the ship. If uh, if you want to approximate something like a self-destruct, you would probably have to overload the reactor or something like that at the reactor. Which uh, was the, near the entrance. Yeah, it's somewhere in the vicinity. It's not too far away. But uh, but no, it would be very stupid if every console would have like self-destruct button. <laughs> I would like, just, turn just it on, on the prank, all the like, time. I, you can't blame me for trying. <laughs> at at the Christmas party, someone's just like, "I bet you're not gonna push that button." Oh, <laughs> oh. Just two guys standing there, clearly drunk, with drinks in their hair. Like, you won't do it. <laughs> oh, Fuck. I will do it. That Fuck. little red button, my fingers going right on top. You won't do it. <laughs> Watch me do it. Watch just caressing me. the button, just stroking Look. the button. It's up there. So that it just, all right, so that's that's the terminal. That's the terminal. Uh, so uh, while Cordelia is pushing the uh, the the box, uh, Willie jumps on top of it, which you know is too much for the for the grav engine. So it's screeched on the ground. And this Could box, you try is probably, and like lift it to make up uh, the difference in weight. Uh, <laughs> Roll strength. Make sure, make it, make me a. You, you got, you got a strength stat, right? You can make a strength roll. Yeah. Oh shit! There actually is a strength. Stat. Call it athletics. Sure. Go There's for it. no athletics stat, is there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a skill. <laughs> oh shit! Dude. Oh, that is a uh, a ten. Uh, succeeds. Nice. Very nice. Beauty. All right, all right. So you are able to just barely keep uh, keep it off the ground. It's like it's like a less than an inch off the ground, but it's off the ground, so you can keep moving it. Scuffing every couple steps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's, so there's there's marks every few uh -huh. feet on the on yeah, the uh, sparks and this, divots in the floor. And this was a well maintained hallway. It was nice, and now it has scuff marks. Every, every time I'm like, "Fuck, every. Cordelia, stop!" <laughs> You jerk. <laughs> so I've been He's calling this... you like a mile with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling this a box because that's the technical term for it. But it's not like a wooden box you can just open. It is a metal container, which is about nine feet long and about almost six feet wide with rounded at the bottom, which is done on purpose. So it can actually fit through a standardized airlock, which are usually round. Uh, it is it is currently sealed. So if you want to check inside it, you're going to have to open it some way. Oh, wait, it's sealed? Well, it's there's closed. also a dead android on top, so well, you have no, to move I thought that it was, first. I thought the whole thing was it was in transit, 
and then it got emptied. No, no, it's still closed. It's oh. as far as you can tell, it's 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 still in normal good condition. Oh, we haven't bruh. stolen from it yet. No, okay. First of all, just to clarify, crud, I like to steal from the personnel. I don't want to steal out of the packages. Remember that time it was just a bunch of macaroni and cheese? Well, I mean, like that was cool, but. Well, then I guess I win since I'm the only one that stole from the other ship. You fucking asshole. <laughs> and then Willie will start bio-scanning the crate because he will not lose. This will be All his right. fourth loss in a row and he just can't handle it. Uh, well, you don't, you don't have to roll for that. Uh, you can immediately tell that your bio-scanner cannot penetrate the outside of this box. So if you want to do that, you're going to have to open it some way, at least a crack at the very least. Mm. Look, according to the dates uh, that I got from this panel over there before, it's just personal effects. But you know that's a lie. You fucking know that's a lie. There's definitely a bomb or, like, another dead person. Like, you only put personal effects when you're like, don't look at this. Actively don't look at this. All right. That, that so is lit, what you have experienced around. before, yeah. We're going to look inside. Yeah, but let's do it in the in the tube that connects the ships and I'll do it. So if it's, an, if it's a freaking something bad... You can just close the tubes, and then I'll just get shot into space, and I'll be fine. Well, actually, no, you should do it, Craig, because you don't need to breathe. I don't need to breathe. You're (laughs) right. But you need to be here, too, because I got you two to zero. (sighs) Bruh, okay. I guess if I have to open it. Either way, I want to do it in the tube that connects the things. Cecilia, just turn your back. You don't see shit. I will get it to our ship, and then... We can get it in the cargo hold, and y'all can do what you want. No, no dude. not yet. No way we can't we're get it into the cargo hold yet. Yeah, we're not <laughs> opening this bomb in our cargo hold. What, if it's it a bomb? Blo- I don't know. What? We should open it at all. My money's on bomb. Safe. Who wants to My bet? My money's ne- on sex toys. <laughs> okay, we got one for bomb, one for sex toys. But let's do half a paycheck buy-in. <laughs> I don't want to participate in this. I- Turn around, then. That counts as empty. <laughs> all right, so you're discussing all this uh, in fr- in front of the airlock. You have the choice to do it inside the airlock. You can do it on this side of the ship or in your own ship. It's all up to you guys. Oh, if in you are insisting on keeping it in between, Cordelia is going to be on the Icarus side of the airlock with the door <laughs> closed. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is something to consider. This box is made to fit inside an airlock, but it can just fit inside the airlock. So if it's inside the airlock, it's... You can move around it, but it's it's kind of obstructing the way. Can we but, get it open know. a crack so I can scan it at least? You can certainly try. Okay. Um, also, we should scan it to see if it came in a batch. Because if they were moving it to the airlock and it's something bad... I mean, they clearly were going to eject it. So no, this they might were going to transfer to us. Oh, wait. Does that, does that timeline add up? Yeah, that's I mean, this, yeah. This yeah, is we transit to our ship when they got. Uh, oh, okay. got this got... is the cargo we're picking up. All right. So, just for some extra clarification, <laughs> uh, you see that there's uh, this box is is closed, but there's also there's a keypad on there to open it. But there's also you know just a very slight crack where you can maybe put something in between to just jam it open. So Hack you got the two keypad. options. Hack the P keypad. I mean, you can certainly try. You damn right, I'm going to try. 
<laughs> I loan well, you, you prints if that I helps. I will say that you still have still have advantage. It, it was a bit of a walk, but you had 20 minutes, so you still have advantage. So you can roll that. Oh, I get advantage? Nice. Because it's your laser focus roll. My first roll is a 67, which with my expert skill is under it, but maybe I can get 55. 55, that's a crit. Very nice. That is. Oh, that's why right. I wanted the advantage. All right. So while you're hacking this terminal, you notice that there are uh, alarm systems uh, embedded in the software as well that would probably send a signal to either the bulkhead or to a relay station somewhere that someone is tampering with the box. But because you got a crit on that, you're able to bypass those and open the crate without tricking any alarm mechanisms or any additional locks. Hey, guys, I'm such a badass. I just bypassed all these alarms. Oh, Cecilia, you're not in here, so you don't hear shit. <laughs> nice, Nobody's crud. ever talking to Cordelia. <laughs> hey, uh, man, this right. is why I keep losing. <laughs> so... Uh, the crate automatically opens. There's like just a, there's a hydraulic system in it that opens the the top uh, off to the side, um, and inside you see the following. There is uh, some kind of at first glance you would say this is a cryogenic spot, but then way more advanced. You have you have traveled in cryogenics uh, before, uh, which is you know kind of rudimentary. It's just you know they they freeze you and they defreeze you when you get there. Uh, this is a much more advanced version of that technology. And you're not even sure if it's actually like cryogenic frozen. You see a see-through tube with a woman in her probably late 30s or early 40s and two children, a boy and a girl who are both in the 10 to 12 age bracket. And they are contained within a tube that has some kind of blue liquid inside it. And even though it's slightly cool to the touch, it's not cold enough to be cryogenically frozen. Dr. Craig will slam the lid shut. Sorry to bother you guys. Yeah. Uh, my friends, there are bodies in here. Willie has put his hands up and he's like, yeah, you win this one, Dr. Crud. Like, this is definitely not my loot. Yeah, I'm not stealing from this crate. I don't, don't uh, want to fuck with this at all. Hey, uh, uh, could uh, I, yeah. Let's like, just uh, get this on the boat. Let's just get this on the boat. So, so before you, uh, uh, at the very least, you saw that there were uh, like uh, electronic indicators of life signs. So these were not dead bodies; these were uh, live people, but they are appear to be unconscious. So they're either in a suspended state or something to that effect. Does this mean we're complicit in kidnapping? We don't know, and I don't like that. This is not, and uh, no, if this is fucking classified as personal effects, I don't like that at all. Is this an amber alert? It's, it's I mean, like, they're effectively persons. It's personal effects. Cordelia, <laughs> shut the Cordelia, fuck up. you're fucking awesome. I love you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's get on the ship. And I'm already going, like, on comms to the captain being like, what is go? What Like, we, we need, like, deeper specs on this mission. That, do Have we transported people before? Can I experiment on them? Also, this is wrong. <laughs> Don't tell the captain that shit. Just tell them we got the package. Let's get the fuck out of here. Ooh, you're going to need to hack and check that to unsend my message. <laughs> I'm going to hack that shit out of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the communication is basically instantly, so I don't know how you're going to... I rolled a nine for that shit. <laughs> All right, so like the last half of that sentence is cut off as you're like, nope, just delete that. It's basically like, hey, Captain, 
something, something, something. Don't know what exactly you said, but <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not the least... first time that uh, crowds had <laughs> to do that. This is a regular thing. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so uh, you're bringing the the package on board the ship. You're hailing the captain. Uh, you don't get a response back from the captain for at least like you know first minute. Um, as you're getting inside the ship and the air, door to the airlock close, uh, please everyone make a D100 roll. See who gets the lowest. Oh, Jesus. I don't like this. Mm. Why not? It's not for, That's not for a good. 91 for me. 42. Tw 25. All right. So uh, Dr. Crow, that's the lowest. As the uh, the airlock door on the Icarus uh, closes, at the last second you see... Uh, underneath the see-through tubing. Uh, besides the airlock, there's also always some tubing that attaches to the ship as well for refueling on either water or air. And on that tubing, you see a smattering of orange mold that connects the Icarus to the bulkhead. And then the airlock door closes. Orange shit, orange shit, orange shit. We got orange <laughs> shit. Fuck, we're fucked. We're fucked. We got orange as, shit. As, we got fucking orange shit, Cordelia. As you're shouting that, please everybody make a fear roll. Um, you two have disadvantage because I'm here. <laughs> Why? Because uh, I'm an android and I'm frightening. Only during your your trauma response. Thing, yeah, right? you're not trauma response. No, no, that's that's no. that's always that's any uh, fear save. What? Oh no. Yes. The the marine is specifically where you make panic rolls. The others are other timings. Hmm. All right. Well, my fear is 87. I rolled a 75, so I'm good. All right. My fear is a 41. I rolled an 87. <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah, my fear is a 19. I got a 65. All right. Well, no, no crit failures. No crit failures. So, I love uh, you guys. You know that. So uh, the two who failed both get uh, get one stress as you, as the the still alive androids start freaking out, out about mold on the ship as well. Like... <laughs> Orange shit, orange shit, orange shit. Uh, but so, you're inside the Icarus and you have to box inside there. Sorry, was that one or two stress? Oh, just one, one stress. Yeah. Um, And that wasn't a sand. That was just, was that a sanity save? No, that was just fear. Fear. Fear, okay. fear, 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 fear. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, you're doing, oh, if you feel a sanity save, it triggers things, right? Because you're Yeah, yeah, that's mine. But yeah. uh, it's uh, yeah. they gain a stress, just so you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's uh, not in this situation. Cool. All right, so uh, yeah, you got the cargo on the Icarus. You're currently in the hallway in front of the airlock. You can get it to storage, um, yeah, or whatever else you want to do. Um, quick question: Our marine did panic, so every nearby uh, friendly player must make a fear save. Uh, that's specifically if he fills a panic roll from the panic table. So that's. Oh, not I thought we did. Yeah, panic. yeah. Oh, no, just fear. Yeah, yeah. I just will a little go bit back to bed. Just a little bit of stress, you know. It's fine. Wait, I'm sorry, where do you see the panic thing? Um, the sixth box. Uh, take note of your class's trauma response. Oh, is there yeah. no, like, DC or something? Like, wait, where is the bonus to panic? Or, like, how do we tell if we panic or not? Uh, I'm sure the DM will tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Whenever you make a crit failure, you have to make a panic roll, or on the oh. certain conditions, you have to make a panic roll. Cool, like, cool, if cool. You're, if you're standing beside your friend and, it had, and its head explodes and parasites come out, you're making a panic roll. ha, <laughs> ha. As an example, you know, or does any crit failure, or 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 is that, or is that going to happen to William? No, not my brains. That's my favorite part of me. <laughs> yeah, he loves his brains. All right, all right. So, what do you do on the ship? 
I'll take the uh, this box back and uh, get it stowed in whatever cargo bay was on the job description. And um... yeah, you got just your cargo bay on the in the Icarus. It's just it's a small cargo bay. Okay, and uh, uh, then uh, I guess bring this android back to Doctor Crud or to uh, to Willie. Uh, so you guys we share the same office. I mean, really, we do share the same office. <laughs> uh, it's a small ship. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know anything about tech stuff. I'm only the biological side of the science bay, so I can't do too much. Um, I want to go talk to the captain, though, because they weren't responding to the messages. So, um, yeah, I guess before we all depart, I'll be like, Crud, start checking out that android. See if you can determine cr- cause of death. I tried that already. It was orange. Mm. So instead, I'm going to do an emergency separation from this death ship. Okay, yeah, get that done. Uh, Cordy, honestly, dude, bring bring that body to the science bay, too. The ones in the, the, the cargo crate, container? Yeah, don't take it to cargo. I think it's, it's going to save us a trip if we just bring it right to science bay. The no, job description no. said to take it to cargo. I, I was just going to yeah, take it. No, job no, description take, didn't talk about orange shit, dude. No, I got to go yell take, at the captain. Take the cargo container to cargo and the android to the science bay. The the, the people inside the can container are fine. Mm. I expected them myself. Inspected. Doc says it's fine. And the job said to do that. I'm inclined to just do it. William lights a cigarette and goes stomping off to the uh, the the command deck. Dr. Right. Crud rips it out of his mouth and says, no smoking. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, oh, no. he pops in nicotine gum, and then when he's out of sight, puts in another nicotine gum and lights a cigar. <laughs> a cigar, right. yeah, I light a full cigar. <laughs> so... <laughs> We got we got Cordelia uh, taking the box to storage, and then afterwards she can see what she does with the with the dead android. We got uh, 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 William going to check on the captain. Uh, is Crud also going to check on the captain, or going with Cordelia? Crud is doing an emergency uh, set from the uh, cargo ship, and then she's or he's going to go and follow William to keep him from smoking. <sighs> All right. Uh, to separate the the airlock, you know, you can also you can do that from the cockpit. Yeah. Well, I'm sh- there's a there's a control panel right there, right? I could just hit the emergency set button. Uh, that was on the on the bulkhead. Since this is a small ship, all the all the controls are done from the cockpit. Well, then I'm following William, keeping it from smoking, and hitting the emergency set button when we get to the bridge. Willie doesn't light a cigar because he knows what'll happen. He doesn't want the cigar (laughs) wasted. Well, everybody knows Willie doesn't smoke cigars. It's for the look. You don't light it. (laughs) I do it when I need to make a point, and everyone rolls their eyes. That's original Big Willie style. You still get the nicotine through through sucking on it, so no, it still comes out. I don't know. smashed on the deck. Sometimes William goes to the liquor store and sees a cigar and is like, I know I don't like those, but they look so good. I would love to smoke one of those like a cool guy, but I know I'm going to cough and hate it. And then Dr. Crud will beat my ass. Yeah, and Doc, uh, Willie is, uh, William is then Eat very grateful. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm, we're just going to go to the freaking cockpit and bound, uh, pound on the door. All right, uh, you make your way over to the cockpit while Cordelia goes down to the cargo bay. Uh, 
you get to the cockpit door, uh, there's just the button to open it. Um, yeah, you, op you open the doors and inside you see uh, the cockpit and in the cockpit is standing with her back turned to you uh, is the captain. Uh, the other thing you see is there's uh, some panels on the, uh, on the walls uh, of the cockpit have been taken off and there's some open tubing that's lying there and some cables that are glowing with an orange glow and some of them are tied around the legs of the captain. All right. What the fuck, Captain? You ain't authorized to do that shit. Now, Willie, Willie is a xenobiologist, and I think he has put two and two together, and is just gonna grab Crud's hand and slowly begin backing out of the cockpit. All right. Before you can make your way out, though, a Crud made a noise, and the captain <laughs> turns around, and you see, uh. The captain is is a it's a built woman. She lifts. She's a big. She's like six foot two and you know almost the same size wide. She is bigger now than she is was before, and she is bloated. And you can see that her face is covered covered by an orange hue, and her eyes are big, puffy, and there's both blood and pus coming out of them as their as her pupils are rolled back into her eye sockets. Uh, as he we turns gotta send around, the captain a get well soon card. <laughs> Cordelia, uh, you're not there yet. You're not there. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm, here. You're always there. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Besides like that, that, you see that there are uh, the, besides the tubings that are uh, wrapped around her leg, she has she has apparently been busy taking a uh, uh, some wires from the control panel and jamming them into her palm of her left hand. No, she didn't. Yes, he did. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dr. Crud pulls out his revolver and shoots her in the head. Crud, uh, okay, as he comes out, I'm going to, I guess, like, it's already noticed us. I go, no use, no Be use, bacteria, silicon-based. It's, it's, in, the, it's before, in the fucking ship. Before you all do that, please both take one stress and make a panic roll for me. No. Uh, one stress. So that puts me up to four. And, and a panic roll... That's the D twenty one, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's D twenty. Yeah, that's okay. the D twenty one. And what uh, do we want? Is the only D twenty. How do we tell what number we want? I rolled a three. Uh, that's below a four, so that's that's. I rolled a you. seven. Uh, I'm assuming your stress is currently at three. Yeah, I, I have three stress. All right, so you're you're uh, you want to roll above it, so that's good. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, above it. Okay, good because my no, I'm below because I just took one. Exactly. So that's Fuck. not good. <laughs> All okay. right, so we'll see what happens. All right, I'm going to go to the table. Uh, number three, Jumpy. Uh, Dr. Crot, immediately take one stress. All nearby crew members, which is William, take two stress. Fuck you, dude. You're stressing me out. <laughs> Chill the fuck out, Crud. So Crud sees this combination of like machine and flesh, but it's not an android, and this is unnatural to you. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, that's an android thing. How dare you? Yeah, William is trying to explain to him as they're trying to run away, like why this is like when a kid is afraid of like thunder, and then you explain what thunder is, and they're like, that doesn't make me feel better. Like. <laughs> I'm uh, like, so, no, it's just a, a, it's a bacteria that learn to, like, you have a parasitic relationship with both carbon and silicon-based life form, but because, like, you're an AI, right? Like, you're thinking silicon, like, you can still take over shit, even if it's probably inert, so our ship is fucked. 
I think we should go to the big ship and see if we could just do a hailing frequency and blow up our thing, because I'd rather be trapped in a big cage than a small one. So, uh, right, where I don't in, know where what the hell you just said. Yeah, where in that whole speech does Dr. Crowd just pull out his gun and start blasting? <laughs> yeah, he failed his check. I was just saying what William was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actively said it didn't work. Yeah, Dr. Crowd pulls out his gun, points at his head or her head and pulls the trigger. All right, make me a combat roll. Okay, Um, I have a combat number and it is a, I rolled under 13 of 26. Nice. Well done. All right. You shoot uh, uh, Captain Price uh, in the head as you wanted to. Please roll the damage for... Uh, you have a revolver, I believe? Yeah, it's 1d10 damage. All right. Uh, roll it for let me get my d10. It's a 2. All right. Uh, so that is not enough to uh, penetrate what she has as armor points right now. So what you see oh, happen is... bullshit. I mean, <laughs> you have armor. She has armor. Yeah, so what you true. see happen is uh, the, the bullet hits her head and starts punctuating it. But there's underneath the skin, there's a layer of this orange fleshy mold. And it's almost like an elastic band just gets taut and then drops the bullet back out. Okay, and I'm, I'm really starting to hate orange. And this is where I assume that William starts to try to pull Dr. Crud away. <laughs> oh, he tried to do that immediately. Like, he, he, his move was while Crud was pulling the gun out. Like, like <laughs> let's get out That's of here. That's why it missed. Yeah, I distracted so, him. A couple of things uh, happen here at once. Uh, you see that uh, the captain slightly reacts to this. You see her pupils roll back forwards, and you see a small moment of clarity in her eyes as she just screams at you, Well, you should Cordelia. have thought about that before being taken away <laughs> by an alien. At the same time, Cordelia, you hear a gunshot. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> great. Uh, has she made it to the cargo bay yet? <laughs> yep, you're in the cargo bay. It's yeah, like, uh, she'll the quickly... Marine doesn't have the gunplay. That's really messed up. She'll make sure that the, the cargo is uh, secured so it's not going to go anywhere. And uh, then draw her own uh, sidearm and uh, start making her way toward the cockpit. All right. The PA system on board the ship uh, chimes in and you hear the voice of King going, uh, I'm so sorry, uh, passengers. A biological organism not native to the ship has been detected. As per company, by, as per company policy byline 9-08, the ship will be perched in 30 seconds. Well, what? You want to repeat that and define that for us, please? Prince, wirelessly update latest scientific logs, and I'm running towards the airlock. Of course, Dr. Crud. The ship will be purged in 24 seconds. So, purged as in meaning all biological life will be dead. I turn around and I go, a fucking purge! Crud! The purge kind of purge! Get ready to run! Why? Correct, I'm Dr. an Crud. android. It doesn't affect me, dumbass. Incineration is specifically the purge that has been installed in this ship. 21 how, seconds remaining. How do us Dr. life forms survive this kind of purge? Uh, you fucking don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm getting into the airlock going towards the bulkhead. Dr. Right, Crud likes a the cigar. He ain't worried about a purge. I understand scientific protocol. And... Uh, I wouldn't leave a blender out 
in direct sunlight for too long. <laughs> Nevertheless, a like a mechanical device based on biological composition, probably with very delicate circuitry. If the heat gel on my fucking PlayStation is a little bit off, it sounds like a goddamn <laughs> jet engine. Um, I w- still suggest while you might survive, I want my I, my friend intact. So I'm I'm trying to go to the airlock. And also, I know scientific protocol for like if you have a full contagion. Like I like playing around with how risky you can get in a science lab, but. If I, I know when I trigger this purge, it's a bad. Yeah, uh, you can do that, Dr. Krat. You can just stay, but you, you know that your circuitry is not, like, completely fire-resistant. What? And also, I, I mean, you're an android, not a, not a robot. Uh, and, uh, and you also, can't take a uh, flamethrower to a Dell. If, even though, even well, though you don't... I have a hazard suit on. Even though you, <laughs> now that's even though you don't have to breathe, you also know that uh, you will not be able to survive more than a couple minutes in space just because you will all your uh, fluids will either freeze and uh, or implode because of pressure differences. Uh, uh, Android, no fluids. Oh yes, white fluids indeed. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, we got alien uh, fluid. Oh yeah, hazard suit, which means I got space. It's a space suit, so I'm fine. Uh, hazard suit is also not a, a space suit. That's more like a biohazard suit. But you can tr- you can try to survive if you want. You know, it's it's fine. All right, Doctor Crow will hack into the computer and cancel the bio, whatever it is. Purge, purge. It's twelve seconds to until uh, the purge. Uh, I mean, you can I'd probably like imagine that you don't have the time airlock. for that. Uh, Cordelia is also going to the airlock. All right. Uh, yeah. I will say if you if you manage to hack it and you can get a crit on that, you can be fast enough to do it. Anything else, you're not fast enough to do it and you will be purged. But you can try it. I will allow okay. it. Okay. You know what? I'm <laughs> gonna try it. Fuck it. Uh, I, I, I scream at Cordelia, what's your email address? <laughs> <laughs> so my intellect is sixty, my expert is fifteen, yeah. which means it's seventy five, correct? Yes. So what does a 66 get me? A 66? That, a that 66. Is a, that is a crit success. So, all right. Strangely enough, with six seconds left on the clock and both uh, William and Cordelia dashing into the airlock, uh, you hear the voice of King ring out again. Emergency purse neutralized. Timer ended. Cordelia, uh, like... Uh, <laughs> sliding in under the closing airlock door, uh, just like uh, Indiana Jones or whatever. <laughs> Last second, looks up. Does that mean it ain't happening? So I'm glad you asked that. You have ended this uh, uh, this purge sequence. You have not removed the contagion that it's initially responded to. So you hear the voice of King ring out. Doo-doo-doo. Biological organism detected in the ship. Starting per sequence according to guidelines, da, 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 da. so the timer restarts at 30 <laughs> seconds. As long as this organism is on the ship, it'll likely keep resetting Wait, to that. Fucking, I, I yell but at you got 30 seconds again. Crud, just get in the fucking airlock, let the purge go, and then our ship is good. If you're gonna hack it, tell it to go through the paneling to get into the guts of the ship as well. 
Well, wouldn't the airlock mean you're being blown out into space because it's an airlock? We're still attached to the other ship, so we've got that. Uh, oh, you want to go into the other ship? Also, oh, okay. I'm envisioning, tell me if I'm wrong, DM, that it's like those like flat like line-shaped lasers that go over the room like super, super, super heated. And like that's instead of just, or does it just literally fill with fire? Uh, as far uh, the only thing you know is uh, the incineration model has been installed for Birch properties. Okay, I would de- I would argue I definitely know what that is because of the nature of my work. So I, oh, I'm yeah. not going to fucking accidentally send off incineration protocols, even though I'm a sloppy scientist. So like that's fair enough. Could I uh, argue you know- I do know them? You, you know that the ship will be filled with fire. You don't know how the, in what condition the ship will be after that happens. This, well, is, this is a very extreme fail-safe. Could I make some sort of check to tell if it would at least be flyable or not? Uh, do, you, do you have any, like, engineering or mechanical uh, thing? Skills? Uh, no, I have archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can make an intelligence roll to to give your best guess if you want. Okay, so oh, I really doubt it. That's a fifty. What is my score? Forty-two. Nope. All right. As you're racking your brain for for any information about the ship, you're just like fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. Please take please take one stress. Oh fuck. Any roll you fill is a stress. Uh, all right, twenty seconds on the clock, counting down. You you both are in the airlock. Uh, do we have? A, you, d- um, you you do know that that you, you are safer in the airlock than on the, on the Icarus, uh, definitely. But you know the, the airlock itself might be damaged from this as well. So you know you can stay here if you want. You can make your way over to the bulkhead again, whatever you want. Uh, would Cordelia know the armory well enough to know if we have uh, hand portable flamethrowers equipped? uh do you wanna do you wanna take the time to go to the weapon storage and find out uh no just offhand uh she would be the one um who accounts for them and cleans them and keeps Uh, them in order fair i was i was gonna like give you like a lock rule when you're in there uh off the top of your head you 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 know you have like small burners but not like large flamethrowers there's not many so more like cutting torches than than flamethrowers okay yeah or like Bunsen Bird and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Fifteen seconds on the on the countdown clock. You are both are still in the airlock. Is what is what is Doctor Grot doing? Oh, since you're still on the ship and uh, and apparently not not at the airlock, you see that the the what has what is left of the captain is ex- exiting the cockpit and is coming towards you. Uh, you see that cables somehow cables from the ship uh, like break out of the paneling and inject into her body as she's walking. All right. That's not good. Uh, guys, should I set this, uh, or girls and guys, should I set the self-destruct before uh, coming and joining you? And we'll just take seconds. this other ship. Bulkhead's a bigger ship. I bet it has cannons. Get the fuck in the airlock so we can get the fuck away from this. Come on, crud. You're Ten an seconds. android. You're not immune. Don't get my buddy sick. I won't let you kill my friend. Get in the airlock. I'm Eight just seconds. asking if I self set the self-destruct before heading over there. I don't. I don't think so. I think the purge should take care of everything, and whether we have a ship after that or not. Six seconds. Doctor Crud runs and shut shoots again behind his back as he runs. All right, make me a combat roll. Combat. 
Oh, that is definitely a failure. That's 66 out of a 26 oh. combat. Is that, a, is that a crit failure? Yeah, yeah yep. that is a crit failure. Order 66. <laughs> please please take one stress and make a panic roll as you miss the captain, but you do manage to hit. Uh, oh, God, what are you going to make you hit? Uh, okay, take a stress and what? Uh, and make a panic roll. Any crit failure uh, uh, initiates a panic roll. I mean, that's redundant. Oh, that's a d20, then... right? Yeah, that's a d20. Uh, 19? All right, so you don't have 19 stress, so you're good. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Gosh. What do we want to destroy, guys? Give me something good. <laughs> it oh. hits the windscreen right in front. Yeah. Just just shoots out the cockpit. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Failing forward, it would yeah. eject the uh, cargo bay. That way, like, the, mm. the load that we're supposed to get is lost. But if we really wanted to get it back, it's at least in the vicinity of the ship. I like that. I like okay, that. You but, shoot but, past okay. past the captain and hit uh, hit the console of the cockpit, and uh, several several things uh, fail. And one of them is the cargo hold door start opening, which does mean that crud, uh, you start feeling a sucking uh, sucking feeling coming from the cargo hold area, but you have made it to the airlock. So all three of your inside, <laughs> all three of your inside the airlock. Three seconds left. Damn you, Cecilia! What the hell did you do? I'm not the one firing guns all willy-nilly over my shoulder. Like, oh. That is not proper training. Are you training that weapon at all? How did you even get it? Look, just because I have to mark down one more round fired uh, doesn't mean it's not your fault. William just starts doing a rising scream where he's like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> like until he's just full-throated yelling <laughs> in the airlock. Burge initiated. There's as you, as you look behind you, you see flames uh, erupt on the other side of the airlock door towards the Icarus. They explode out of both the cockpit, uh, the open airlock door, and uh, engulf around the side of the of the Icarus as well. Briefly, uh, bathing the image of the wax uh, wax winged figure on the side with flames. Uh, the flames start licking at the airlock door as well, and it starts becoming damaged, opening a hole into the into the airlock and starting sucking out the air. You are now in an airlock that is quickly depressurizing. And before we go on, I think this is a good place to take a break. After which we will see if our intrepid heroes can make it out of this airlock before being sucked into space. Joining us today were... Cordelia. Well, for the next few seconds, I'm Cordelia. <laughs> Dr. Crot. I don't need to breathe. You're not immune to space. And William. Cordelia, stop cussing. <laughs> All right. See you after the break, everyone. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at FireBreathingKittensPodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books?
You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing Kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. Currently, our intrepid heroes are caught in a decompressing airlock. Oh no! We are joined today by Cordelia. Howdy, y'all. Dr. Crud. I'm an android, that means I'm immortal, duh. And William. There's some orange goo that's going to kill us all. All right, so uh, we are stuck in a decompressing air tube. Uh, the ship that you came here on is on fire behind you in space, which will not be on fire for long because the vacuum will suck out all the air. Uh, the fire it has damaged the, the airlock and it is slowly breaking apart and falling off. How are you guys going to get out of this? Well, I don't need to breathe. <laughs> you will I freeze. Press. You will still freeze. <laughs> I, I perform the quick time event pressing X, square, and triangle in order to run to the end of the crumbling airlock and get into the ship. All which right, ship? So I mean, yeah, which ship? Sure. <laughs> Ooh, that's very interesting, actually. Do I know that the decontamination sequence has finished? The, the Icarus is still currently on fire. Hmm. Okay, I have a question. What if I hit up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start? I mean, this sounds like a strength check. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm, say so. I'm assuming, I'm assuming William is running towards the bulkheads, the ship that is not currently on fire and probably breaking apart. Yeah, I could not confirm that the decontamination sequence wouldn't destroy the functionality of the ship. So I'm going to put my money on the big mother. All right, and I heard something about running, so you're going to have to make a strength stat for that. What are the other two doing? Um, uh, speed stat, sorry, that wasn't strength. Speed, was fast. What size hole is kind of forming in this, uh, in between the, the airlock and uh, the Icarus? Uh, the airlock is slowly being torn off. The, the Icarus is no longer maintaining its uh, stable uh, trajectory uh, on the side of the larger vessel, so it's starting to drift off, and it's pulling, you know, their side of the airlock away, which is just tearing it apart. Okay, so it's not like a hole burning through. It's more the whole ship is pulling away. Yeah, okay. both at the same time. Yeah. We're about to be in a windsock at a interstellar level. Yeah, yeah. that's not a great spot to be. So I will likewise uh, hightail it toward the, the bulkhead. All right. Dr. Crouch, you're just going to jump into space because you you can never die, or... <laughs> I will, will, William will not allow that. Because <laughs> he needs to eventually win the stealing contest, oh, and he <laughs> will not let Dr. Crud die until he knows they can go on the next job and actually make some money. All right. Well, Dr. Crud will make for the, uh, the big uh, cargo ship. 
All right. Because so the need... Icarus is on fire, so. All right. So, uh, since you're in a state of decompression, I'm first going to need, uh, you're all going to take one stress. And after that, everybody needs to make a speed roll to get to the other airlock before it's, you know, decompressed enough that you get maybe sucked out. You did ask me to roll that, and I succeeded. Nice. Though, I would like it. Uh, I know the player, the listeners won't be able to see, but uh, would you like the green dice or the pink dice to be the first digit? All right, sure. No, no, that was a either or, not a yes or no. W- should the green dice or the pink dice be my first digit? I don't I mean, have one of those. Di- that's that's up to you uh, with how you've been rolling. I mean, pink, 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 I'm, I'm, pink. Okay, cool. Because I'm using like which ones on the left and right. And yeah. I'm rolling pretty well, so I feel like I'm cheating. So now I have a defined digit, no matter what. So pink is first well, digit. You see, if you use dice like me, I one of my tens has a two digits, and the other one has a one. Those are that's what you're supposed to use. Yeah, all mine are downstairs though. So that you see, I rolled a, I my speed is a thirty six, and I rolled a seventy seven. So I crit Oof. failed. Oh no! All right, so that's one crit fail, uh, one success for William, and what was uh, what was Cordelia's? My speed is also thirty six, but I rolled a thirty one, so just by the skin of my teeth. Okay. All right, so Cordelia and uh, William make it to the other airlock and start start manually opening. Can it. I choose uh, not to? Uh, no, you already made the decision to start doing that, so I'm going to say that 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 happens. Damn it. So, uh, Dr. Crutt, you start making your way over there as well. But wouldn't you know it, as you start making your way, uh, the ship, the Icarus, veers off and a large chunk of the airlock has, is pulled off and a suction starts dragging you back and you start clawing your way along the floor as you're being dragged towards the vacuum of space. Please take one stress and make a panic roll because you make a crit failure. I will do that because you asked so nicely. Yeah, I'm nice. I'm such a nice DM. Uh, panic is D20, correct? Yes, D20, and you want to roll above instead of below. I rolled an 18. Right, I have good. no idea what my panic is. Uh, your stress, your amount of stress right now. Okay, so that's an 8, so I'm at 10 over. You're already at 8 stress? Oh, dear. Yeah! Dude, I'm You've at 7. You've been fucking me over! <laughs> Only Cordelia is, pretty f- is fine, I think. Yeah, 4. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The combat-equipped freaking soccer mom knows what's up, but us science boys are like, we were just trying to get drunk. We were All supposed we to deliver to do, boxes. We just wanted to rob the shit out of everybody. We didn't get to That's rob it. anyone. Well, if you just wanted to do your jobs, we'd be fine. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Now the blaming starts. All right, so uh, Cordelia and William managed to, to open the, the airlock door and Colin's slide it is now opened. A airstream is coming from the bulkhead and going through uh, the you know damaged airlock. Uh, you s- both of you see uh, Dr. Crud uh, on, on the floor of the airlock slowly being dragged towards uh, the vacuum of space. Can you do anything to help? Uh, do we have... Is there any sort of... I know this is a big poll fire hose or something with a length of rope because since we're in a vacuum if we extended any sort of rope like object it would instantly get sucked out and give crud mm-hmm. something to grab onto or what about like uh electric or network cable um that might be 
bundled up there was somebody accessing a wall panel. Ooh, yeah, we can rip one out. Also, um, DM, how big is this ship? We're in the vacuum of space, and you said it was miles long. Is it big enough to have Mm -hmm. a low amount of gravity? Uh, All ships have have artificial gravity generators. No, no, I mean on the outside. Like, is the ship so large that it has a center (laughs) of gravity? I forget the name of the show. I believe it's on HBO, and it's with um, the guy from House. But that's like a big oh, thing yeah. in it. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, Avenue right, Five. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm talking they got, about. They got the shit shield, <laughs> exactly. and then they got the coffins orbiting around it. Can we shit shield Doctor Crud? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what the term means, but to answer your question about the gravity, uh, uh, technically, pretty much any ship in space has their own gravity well, but uh, but for most, it's so tiny, it's not uh, noticeable. This ship is quite large, so it would have some gravity pull, but it would definitely not exceed like the, the force of him being ejected out of the of the airlock. At uh, least uh, give him an advantage on a roll? Uh, but to answer the question about either, you know, uh, there's no fire hose because, you know, if, if you just have a fire in a ship, just open airlock somewhere and it's, you know, it goes out. Uh, the, there, there are, there was an open panel uh, of electronics. There are some panels flying by you. So there is open paneling and open, uh, you know, cables, you know, uh, inside the wall that you can definitely pull out and, you know, make a rope out of. They are glowing orange, though. Look, That's just so. tear out your intestines. That will make a rope. I'm honestly, that's not far off from what William was thinking. <laughs> um, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> so, so yeah, the electric cable is available. How much do you want it? <laughs> I want card back. Um, yeah, I, I'm at least going to um, take like, I'm going to rip a sort of like i imagine that the vacuum of space is ripping up the edges of the airlock mm-hmm. um so i grab a loose pipe and then just take it full force to a panel exposing some wires and then with like the full force of actually william is pretty strong because willie our, our friend is a paladin so he has a little bit of strength he's a good fighter um is throwing lengths of cable, um, knowing that these are covered in orange goo, and just he doesn't pray because God's God's not real, um, <laughs> or at least that's what Willie. The corporate overlords are real though. <laughs> corporate overlords are not gods, no matter how much they masturbate in the mirror. You take um, that back. All right, okay, so I'm hearing your fuck okay, forever. So- <laughs> Right, also, so, you need uh, okay, but um, yeah. I'm just really hoping that Crud will be able to use this like a rope and not be in, encumbered by the space goo. Depends if it crit fail again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, I, I'm I'm begging for the science to work out the the pure percentiles of it all. All right, so. You rip out, uh, you rip out some paneling, take out some of this, uh, some of this wire, throw it out into the airlock towards uh, towards Crud. Um, all right, Crud. If you want, you can grab onto it and start climbing. I'm imagining that uh, William is also going to pull, which means you can make a strength save with advantage to see if you can use this to get out of the airlock. All right, so advantage. Okay, my strength is 35, my friends. So this is going to suck. 
That's going to be an 83. Let's see. Advantage. You got it. You'll be fine. 34. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, 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 holy wow. shit. The game treads ever westward towards oh the office. <laughs> holy wow. fuck. Wow. <laughs> that is... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. I love it. I love it when the dice, dice tell the story. <laughs> All right. So, incredibly, against the fast pull of the vacuum of space, uh, Dr. Crud and William together manage to pull him out of the airlock. And as soon as he is in, Cordelia slams the handle, closing the airlock's doors again. And you see the last remains of the of the airlock tube uh, being torn off Ooh. as the Icarus floats out into space. The, I have a small uh, pitch. The excess fire uh, slowly dying out from the vacuum around it. Go. Uh, you know how you said the orange goo is, like, prickly and tries to grab onto you? Maybe. That's what helped Crud stay connected to the rope. As this thing was trying to pull him in, he was just powerfully breaking away from it. As this thing that is trying to destroy him, he turned into a point of power. <laughs> so, speaking of the orange goo... Uh, oh, oh shit. We're I fucked. wish you wouldn't. Dr. Crud and uh, William, can you both make me body saves, please? Body, body, body. Where's my body? My body is, oh, shit, 21. And I imagine I don't have an advantage, right? Uh, no, not on this. That's a two. Oh, Ooh. snap. It's an 11. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a crit success. Oh, wow. That is. Holy fuck. Dude, oh, wow. I keep throwing out all of my uh, space gloves. So this whole rope that you're grabbing onto is covered with safe latex. <laughs> you put that's, a condom on amazing. the tube. Yeah, I, I put a condom on the tube. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Both made that. <laughs> so, uh, For all yeah. you young listeners, turn it off, but also <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Safe so, sex is the best sex. <laughs> I mean, oh, anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we can be so, pro-sex in this horror game. <laughs> so, you, you do manage to uh, to latex most of this cable to contain uh, the orange glow, which keeps it from uh, getting inside both of your hands as you're uh, holding on to this. Uh, Dr. Crud, you are overwhelmed by just a feeling of elation, like, yeah, no freaking organism is going to affect me today. Uh, please lower your stress by one. Since you had a oh, really? Success. Cool. Yeah. That puts um, me down to seven. I actually have an ability that says if anyone's stress gets lowered, everyone goes down to zero and we win. So, wait, what? Yeah, no, we we just won. We don't need to go any further, and no one's going to die. You lying piece of shit! <laughs> Shut up, William. No, so, something else has been going on in the background a little bit. Can you make a? Uh, uh, sanity roll for me, please. I'm sure that's good. Ooh, that's an eight. Oh. I will all take right. pictures of all my roll just to confirm, but since <laughs> no, you no, decided I don't know, that I pink you. dice is first digit, I've had two <laughs> zeros in a row. Nice. Nice. All right. I mean, that's good. All right. So uh, the orange mold that was growing on your lab coat and starting to infect your, your spinal cord uh, does not manage to take over your mind. And you feel its presence and you just instantly like, like 
throw off your lab coat and rip out some strands of orange goo that were uh, slowly crawling into your uh, into the back of your neck. We'll get you a new lab coat next port. Yeah. Or oh, you just no, borrow one of mine. We're going to die here in the next few days. <laughs> I mean... Cordelia pulls out uh, her trinket, which is a, a manual on... It's, it's called Panic, and it's the harbinger of catastrophe. And uh, she hands that over to, uh, uh, to William. I think you might need this. I don't know when we'll get a, a spell for you to sit, set and just kind of uh, mull on this, but... Man, our our corporate powers—they they look after us, and I think you you look through this book, and you'll find yourself feeling better. It's got a lot of the answers that I needed in some stressful times, and I know we'll find the answers that you're looking for too. I double tap a small pamphlet in my hand to my patch that says "fuck forever," <laughs> and I hand you a pamphlet that says "the relic of the flesh." Oh. <laughs> Uh, Wheelie, <laughs> when you die, can I have your body? I want to try to install an AI into your brain when you're dead. Literally, all I want is this, and I hold up my um, personal terminal that is Prince. That is my life's work. It's all of the information that I've gathered about xenomorphs from an unbiased perspective. Like, this is, in my eyes, true knowledge. I mean, again, it's from an individual's perspective, so it's always going to be skewed. But no corporation or government or ideology has affected my opinion. These are my findings. So yeah. I say, yeah, go ahead and take the flesh, but just, like, this is my life's work. And I know you're chill. And I hand both of them to you. Message received. When you're dead, I will install Prince into your brain. I kind of like look at Prince. Like, are you cool with that? Like, <laughs> baby, baby, I know you want to be cool like me. Let's do this. I um hug Cordelia. I hug, and then I pull in Crud, <laughs> and I start like full on crying. Yeah, and I'm like, gives great honestly, hugs. guys, I don't think we're gonna make it out of this. But the last years that we've spent together. And then I just, I don't finish my sentence. I just nuzzle myself deeply into this little bit of comfort as we're like at the edge of the vacuum of space, knowing that we are fighting a failing mission, but friendship is enough in this moment for, for William. Dr. Crud is handling the back of his neck with his hand, looking for the exact place for the needle insertion for the download Willie, so this this like, is very very uh, a very astute uh, observation you do there <laughs> i was gonna ask uh, dr kratz to make an uh, intelligence role in this uh, in this sure. embrace and you're also uh, thank you for uh, you know going for the next thing do you have any <laughs> you have medical training knowledge right something like that uh, he uh, should take advantage because i want to guide his hand i oh, do no, have this a, for something else this for something i else. have a first aid kit and a defibrillator Okay, that doesn't help in this case. Just a normal intelligence roll. Okay. All right, my intelligence is 60, and I rolled a six, uh, 59. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did this get happening? So so you're looking for, you know, like, where am I going to do the access panels? And you feel two uh, two bumps on the back of, uh, of 
William's neck. And as you like glance over while you're hugging, you see that there's two like bumps of orange that have uh, that have you know where where his lab coat was injecting oh, itself into his back. Oh, you fucking motherfucker! And it's <laughs> how dare you? Even though how he ripped it out, you, you see that there's a little bit a little bit left uh, in there. But you know, it's it's up to you whether you want to share this information or not. You can uh, share these fucking nuts. <laughs> Willie, you have a little bit of uh, orange on you. Do you like me to remove that for you? I would like to make a sanity check. Go for it. Okay. What better experiment than yourself? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, you wanted a horror game. What's more horrifying than <laughs> willingly I mean, destroying yeah. your body? Sure, go for it. Okay. Dr. So, Craig gave you the choice, so yeah, it's all sanity. on you. And if you fill this role, everybody stresses around you, so that's great. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Crud. Yes. He points to a point just left on his forehead. A drill at this PSI, at this angle, should be just fine. Go ahead and take a brain sample. I passed my sanity check, but I willingly acquiesce to the procedure. Dr. Cred opens his chest cavity, pulls out a drill. Brain, sir. And drills a hole in his head. Are we looking at a spot at the back of the neck? Oh, no, no, no. You need to get a sample of my frontal tissue to see how the pathogen has spread. Otherwise, my life's work is meaningless. But uh, if he does it correctly, my mental capacity won't be affected at all. Well, let's find out if he does it correctly. Uh, (laughs) This is going to be a hard roll because you just... you're doing this out of out, there's no like there's no medical bay here. Just you're, like a guy is pointing there. You don't have like any. Yeah. You know. It's, so, so that's we all fair. This that's to be fair. A horror, can I? A yeah, this is, can I like yeah, hold a flashlight or, or hold something steady? Uh, hold yeah, no. Steady? Let me go ahead and paint it for you. You Does, point a flashlight at a small sharpied X mark on a man's forehead. You hold an industrial, not medical grade drill with the (laughs) smallest bit that you could find this is not the smallest bit available it's just the smallest you could find well let me argue that i do have a first aid kit i am a doctor i would think i had a medical drill on me Uh, all right i don't know if you've opened any medical uh first aid kits lately they they usually they got like band-aids and some some gauzes <laughs> and stuff like that. They don't have freaking medical. Yeah, you can but, prevent but, infection. But uh, if Cordelia is helping and just you know, the best things she can do is just hold your head steady, so you know the drilling goes well. <laughs> you can roll without disadvantage. Okay, what am I rolling? Uh, this is probably this is probably intelligence, right? Just to, uh, you Which know. is my best stat. Yeah, so yeah exactly. Good. All right. Do we kill William or not? What does a 40 get me? I mean, that's a success, right? That's below your stat? That is 20 below my stat. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter how much upper above. This is not it's just... the first time that crud has been inside <laughs> William's skull. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, yeah, you managed, you you expertly <laughs> drill a well-practiced hole into uh, William's skull uh, you get out some some very tiny tweezers and just just take a little little prick of brain matter out of there and just uh, I put a bandaid on it. <laughs> there, you're good. 
Oh, no, some <laughs> caulking material. <laughs> well, you found that very nice, uh, you know, advanced uh, gel duct tape that you could just plug any hole with to make it airtight. Oh, that's right. I do have gel duct tape. Yes, I do use that. <laughs> and you know what? I had a plasma cutter. That is what the drill was. Ah. Uh. All right, I am I am going to ask uh, William to roll 1d10 for damage because you have been punctured, but Why? it's all going pretty well. Because going, I punctured oh, you. Because it's it, yeah, you made you're a hole mad in your head. that we turned this into the office. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy you're doing it, but I mean, anytime something, you know, opens a hole in your body, you're going to take damage in this game because that's how bodies work. I mean, no, that makes complete sense. You just yeah. did have a hole drilled into your head. I'm for and the a listeners, piece of your brain I'm, removed. I'm currently drilling myself in the brain and removing a chunk of my brain, and I feel fine. Yes, and it only t- it gives you one d ten damage, which is not even a wound. So, I'm being generous here. I should probably, I should have probably given you no, no. I'm being As a player, I have just drilled myself in the brain, and you all see this, and I'm doing fine. <laughs> Uh, no, so that try was this it. at home, I guess, because you can compa- apparently do that. So Don't just, try know. this at home. We will not be sued. That was seven damage. All right. <laughs> so that's that's probably the first damage anyone took. So uh, you have all pre-rolled your 1d10 plus 10 for how much damage you can take per wound. Mm-hmm. If you take any damage that you know reduces you to uh, you know zero on a wound, uh, you take that wound, which causes an effect, depending on what type of damage you take. And then the rest of the damage carries over to the next wound until you're, you know, dead. But seven damage is probably you're still fine, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right, go, go, go. All right, you are all uh, on the bulkhead. Uh, the doors are sealed behind you. Uh, you seem to be safe for the moment. Uh, Willie has just become uh, shirtless because he took off his, his lab coat because he's now infected. So you're going to need to find some new clothes if you want that sweet, sweet one armor. <laughs> That normal clothes gives you. Well, uh, Willie, do you want any more holes drilled in you before we uh, move on? No, you have a sample of my brain matter at this state, and all of my historical records and prints are the most unadulterated information that I've gathered. So uh, I'm currently okay. I think we should do a hailing frequency and see if someone can save us. Do you want the orange goo removed from you oh no i thought that was clear (laughs) oh okay all right all right no because look as your doctor i have to ask no i died whenever i got this goo we are in soccer style extra time right now my death and my experience with this pathogen will enable further generations to not have to deal with the sickness that I feel. So please, the best thing you can do for me is to record what happens to me so this doesn't happen to anyone again. But what I don't if you're think... savable? Real easy. And Would you want me to, re- to cure oh, you, you know before that. you died? You know that if you remove these pustules, my system is safe? Because we it seems like you might be taking an amateur angle at the data set. <laughs> oh. Or we can remove it and see what the hell happens. But we have a control. <laughs> I Dr. am Cred very comfortable them. being the control. I'm not. Dr. Cred removes them. 
All right, so you're going to try to forcibly undergo surgery on him? Uh, I, I don't fight back that hard. I don't <laughs> want to die, but I just tried to do the noble thing. But once someone's okay. like, we oh, don't we want can you save to die you. either. Yeah, I was just trying to do the cool thing. And then I quietly right. laid down on the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. More medical procedures, apparently. Okay, so... Jeez. <laughs> How are you gonna do this? I guess. Uh, uh, you see, you see two like like bulbous pustules in his neck with like veins spreading into his his neck and his you know spinal cord area. Uh, How are you gonna you, get this out? You need to remove the ancillary lymph nodes first, because if you go directly at the source, it might have a response that causes the rest of the body to respond. So you need to remove the things that can respond first. So you have an accurate reading of what you think. I believe, please record me. And I look at Cordelia and I go, please record me. She just looks around, yeah, uh, uh, of course. Dr. Crud knocks him out. Oh, all right. So what, just give a blunt force trauma to the head? No, whiskey. Lots of whiskey. No, I don't drink willingly. I need some sort of contested check to be satisfied. Alright, fine. Blood force trauma. Alright, make opposed combat rolls. I'm gonna suck at this. I got a six. Alright, that's pretty good. I got a 50. Alright, I'm assuming that the 50 is over your combat, so that's a failure? Oh, a lot over, yes. Alright, and the six is a success on your part. So, uh, will you manage to re resist you knocking him out? Uh, please take one stress for uh, for Dr. Crud. Oh, oh no! Uh, Are you sure this... you're a doctor? I don't think this is what doctors do. <laughs> does this does this like uh, evolve into like a fist fight between you two, or is it just like you guys pushing each other basically? I imagine it's just pushing us, pushing each other. Yeah, it's it's very like uh, drunk friends being like, <laughs> "Shut up, shut up!" No, you shut up. <laughs> um, no, I just want to make sure my readings are accurately recorded. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely remembered everything that happened. <laughs> Dr. Crud takes out a melon baller from his chest compartment and scoops out the orange shit. The fuck is a melon baller? A melon baller. Melon baller. Um, you know an ice cream scoop? Oh, yeah. yeah it's that, but for Mel, it's slightly smaller. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a DM coin and be like, yeah, you don't have a magical chest cavity that just has whatever you want in there. <laughs> so you probably are not in space with a melon baller. <laughs> so I'm gonna say no to that. <laughs> a a but knife. If we were in the kitchen. <laughs> If any of you has any kind of sharp weapon on you or anything, that might work. I have a revolver. I have a vibe shitty. I don't think that's the right tool for the job. I think that's for beheading. <laughs> a machete will work. It's sharp. It, well, okay. What's in the first aid kit? Would a scalpel be in there? Uh, sure. I'll allow you a scalpel. That's fine. And I have a scalpel because I have a first aid kit. Uh, Cordelia? Can you, uh, since since these two are like like tumbling on the floor playing with each other, uh, <laughs> can you just give me like a, a quick D one hundred roll, general D one hundred roll? 
Oh, no. 36. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. All right. Um, you hear uh, from deeper in the corridor uh, a ding from the elevators that you were in earlier, which indicates to you that the elevator doors are uh, are accessed by something or someone on this floor. And how far down is that? Uh, a couple hundred meters, so a yeah. lot American. Yeah. That's always <laughs> down there. In freedom units. Yeah, yeah, freedom, freedom yards. <laughs> uh, All right, so yeah, are, go ahead. Are y'all quiet through playing slap and tickle on the floor there? The, somebody's using the elevator. Cornelius, shut the fuck up! <laughs> I need to cut this orange shit out of his neck. Shut well, up! Stop using the spoon and orange shit, you fucking. Just deal then, with the core deal while I cut his shit out of his neck. Yeah, Crud all right. It's like a nerve draw in my brain and trot down the corridor. I'm just like, all right. Ah. All right. So you're you're going down the corridor, revolver in hand. Uh, so Crud, you're you're attempting to cut out this. Uh, the orange shit. The yeah. orange shit. All righty. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say this is this is like handling a weapon. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna make you do a combat rule for that. Combat for cut. Combat for medical shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Precise handling of a weapon. That's going to be a 92. Oh, oh, that's that's high. That's so bad. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't give you the machete. Bad. That is right. very bad. Uh, hey, take, uh, take wait, 1d5. Can we oh, just, yes, uh, aside from the DM, what are all our players drinking tonight? <laughs> Whiskey Vodka from a plastic bottle. Texas whiskey and coke. I got a imperial stout here. Wow, that's three three kinds of players. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, some classy drinking, some regular beer drinking, and just yeah, whiskey from <laughs> vodka from a plastic bottle. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So how did, Shout much out, did I, how, how much did I fuck up, uh, Willie? All right. So. Uh, <sighs> Willie, please, please take another. Uh, I think a scalpel is like only one d five damage in this game because the scalpel does have stats in this game. So take one d five damage for for there's William. There's no and, such thing as a d five. Uh, I got one. Yeah, there is. There's a one d ten heft. That's how all these systems do it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, <laughs> Doctor Crud, you take a stress because you failed uh, a, a check, and I'm gonna say that William also takes a stress because someone's cutting in his neck and it's not doing a good job. <laughs> Well, you're the one that made me do a combat roll. Yeah, I mean, if it was an intelligence roll, it wouldn't have mattered anyway, so. True. Yeah. That is fair. Uh, Cordelia, as you're walking down the corridor and you hear some yelping from behind you as you're, you know, your work buddies are tumbling on the floor, you know, cutting into <laughs> each other. Uh, you Classic see, surgery right there. Yeah. You see a uh, a man in blue overalls coming down the corridor towards you. Uh, he has a large wrench in his in his hand that, as he approaches you, uh, seems to be fused together with his skin. Uh, he is also trailing in his right hand a large, long length of uh, electrical cable. Howdy, I hate to do this, but you're going to have to stop right there as she'll uh, begin aiming the revolver. Oh, yeah, as he raises his, his face up to meet your gaze, you see, like, his, his eyes are covered and up in uh, the orange mold as blood streams down him. He's not stopping. He's still coming. Uh, how far out is he? Uh, he is currently uh, far away, as this game okay. calls it. 
because cool. they use range bands. You you are uh, close when you're next to each other, nearby if you're within like walking distance, uh, far away if you are you know within fire firing range of weapons, most weapons, and then out of range. So there's a range band. Yeah, uh, revolver's not great at this kind of range, um, but she'll uh, keep it trained on him and begin moving into cover into like one of the doorways along the the hallway or whatever and um kind of use that to to brace it as she keeps him uh in the sights and uh, she'll call out again friend i really need you to s- stop where you are and not advance any further we have a well it's been a bit of a day here and uh it'd be great if there didn't have to be a- any further unpleasantness all right. Uh, the individual does not seem to respond to that and keeps moving uh, towards you until he is within nearby range. At that point, I think you can shoot him. Yeah. And I'll say, because nearby. you have been aiming at him and bracing yourself, I'll give you advantage on the combat roll. Cool. Well, at least you get advantage. <laughs> That's an 84 and a 14. So I will take the 14, uh, which is well under the 42 that I needed. All right. You can roll your damage for your gun. Is Revolver is a 1d10. Thank you. Five. All right. You managed to... Uh, this thing is also, like, has some of the orange mold here and there on his body. Uh, you managed to shoot him in, uh, in in the chest, which blows off a large chunk of the orange goo, exposing uh, more of his body to more direct damage. Uh, you have destroyed this thing's armor and injured him somewhat. And it starts whipping around the piece of electrical cord it has, which is also, of course, covered on the orange mold and uh, whips it towards you. Uh, all right, uh, the other two hear a gunshot. Cordelia, you see this whipping towards you. Uh, you can decide how you want to dodge or parry that or whatever you want to do. The other two, you hear a gunshot and your probably attention is drawn towards the hallway and you see what's happening between Cordelia and this new individual that's coming towards you. What would y'all like to do? Dungeon Kurt's gonna continue trying to cut the orange shit out of his neck. Yeah, William's not going to fight that much. Like, his brain's already been downloaded. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right, all right. Look, Cordelia is fighting a losing battle. The only thing, the best thing for this entire crew is to preserve my mind. <laughs> That's a pretty uh, pretty egotistical view of things. Uh, I mean, maybe I know, could right? difference. prove how <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong. I agree. I just think we should preserve it in your body. Oh my god, bodies are so weak. Oh, Literally, right now you're fighting to preserve your body, while these aliens are like, "We are goo. We can shoot a lump through your tank, and then your juices we will turn into our eat fluid." Like, there's no way, like, it's, I'm sorry, listeners, it's almost like horror games are fucking stupid. (laughs) The idea that you need to play loser is inherently wrong. But, uh, no, (laughs) Willie puts his ankles behind his head and waits for something to murder him. And for the listeners, I'm actively leaving the room to smoke weed. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. oh, wow. All right. So, uh, that's, that's I love this game be... and it's fun. 
<laughs> All right, so Dr. Crot, please make another combat roll to extract the thing from his neck. Uh, Cordelia, uh, how would you like to, uh, you know, respond to, you know, this attack coming towards you? You can, you know, try to dodge out of the way, try to brace for it, whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, she'll fire one more time uh, while still aimed, and then use the second half of her action. Uh, no, this to is just up. this is just purely to you know uh, oh, to dodge the attack, attack. Um, to dodge or withstand or whatever you want to. What do yeah, you think I'd like is to try the best and drop backward. Um, All right, so make a speed roll for me in that case. Uh, Ten. All right, uh, I'm assuming that's a success. Yeah, under thirty-six. Nice. All right, you managed to drop and roll out of the way as as this. Uh, Electrical cord slams into the ground, breaking apart some of the floor panels uh, and leaving some of this orange mold on there as well. Dr. Crud, what did you get for your roll? Well, I critted. Uh-oh. But? It was a 99. Oh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, it's a crit, right? That, that, it, you are correct. It is a crit. It's only, <laughs> you know, in the wrong direction. Oh, look, he's evolving only backwards. <laughs> All right, Wait, let me why just quickly, is his neck uh, coming off of his head? All right, so I'm just looking up the scalpel. Uh, scalpel on a crit the, uh, does the bleeding table, so we're going to roll for that. Uh, oh, God. You, please take one stress and make a panic roll because you had a crit failure. And can then we'll do wait. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm at 10 now. Oh, so it's 50-50. Very nice. Well, 17, so I'm good. You're good. You're fine. You know, it's nobody's panicking, right? <laughs> nobody's panicking. Not yet. Oh, man. Um, uh. <laughs> so what happens to Willie? I heard bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to take some damage and then he's, he's going to roll on the bleeding crit table, uh, which, is, which is the wounds table, basically, if he would have taken a wound from that. Um... You can roll it for him, so he can go okay. faster. So please roll. Uh, it was apparently 1d10 for scalpel damage, but I'm still going to keep it at 1d5 because you're using it medically and not to yeah, kill someone. So first roll 1d5 damage for him. Uh, I can roll a d4. Oh, just roll a d10 and half it. Oh, d10 and half it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, two. All right. So that's uh, two damage. And then roll a d10 for the wounds table, which goes from zero to nine. Two again. All right, William. I failed my uh, check on you, my friend. He crit failed his check on you. I did. Okay. So well, I took then a stress. I to... So I'm dead, right? Oh no, no! You're just getting uh, uh, a bleeding wound. All right, so uh, William, you take uh, two damage immediately, and then your wound starts bleeding profusely and spraying around. Both you and Crud get uh, some blood in your eyes which uh, gives you a disadvantage on any roll until you're able to clear your eyes again. Um, so it's it's pretty, it's all right. It's not too bad. Not too <laughs> I bad. hit an artery. I hit his jugular from the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like an 1800z doctor in space. So as I'm spurting blood out of my neck, I'm trying to give a dissertation on all of the alien subspecies that I know of that can survive bleeding neck wounds. I'm going pale. I'm actively dying. 
Um, but Willie feels nothing. I mean, if well, I had no, rules of the game, you're not dying. Pain, but like <laughs> he he knows that he preserved his knowledge in the indefeatable form of Doctor Crud. So like, yeah, his physical form is fading. Oh, you wanted it to be scary monster stuff? No, I'm coming at your brain. Think about how scary it is to accept death. You I mean, fought okay with so hard, but the fight's over. You lost. <laughs> Except the fact that this is where you die. In this moment, so, you could have done more. As uh, as William is giving his uh, his death speech, even though he still has some wounds left. No, so I don't even fine. say it. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, Dr. Crutch, you notice a couple of things from the sprayed blood. There are some streaks of orange in there, and their presence on the floor seems to be attracting some things. As you see... Uh, cables from the wall start snaking out, covering his orange goo, snaking towards uh, William and the blood. Don't touch him. Cordelia, what? what would you like to do? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna um, backpedal uh, half my move. Uh, uh, 36 have is what, 19? 18. Oh, no, you can just, you can just like, move one of the distance bands, basically. I, I, if you move back, you're just, like, with Crud and uh, William okay. again, I say. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll move back um, one action and then fire again at this uh, extension cord-wielding attacker. Sure, make a combat roll. Oh, that's a fail. 52, I needed 42. Uh, actually, yeah, no, that fails. You got, don't you have firearm skills uh, to add nope. to that? hand-to-hand. Ah, all right. Well, that's a fear. That's a stress for you. Uh, yeah, you get uh, you stressed see, now. How does that feel? Yeah, you see a you see a About pool of yours. blood with you see a pool <laughs> of blood with orange streaks on the ground. Uh, Doctor Crud and uh, William both like covered in blood with, with trying to wipe it out of their eyes. Uh, you know, metallic-y snake cables coming towards them. It's well, you've arrived another great scene. And also, Willie is actively trying to get him to not interfere. Because I like I recorded my last human thoughts. Now this, we need an unadulterated data set for a tainted humanoid. At this so point, this uh, improvised surgery doesn't seem to be helping at all. So I'm kind of <laughs> on your side here. You uh, haven't even tried it. How do you know it's not helping? Because <laughs> I'm you standing in once, your blood. <laughs> you've never tried to stick a stout scalpel in me. That's true. There's an air filter in this ship, and you have an android in the crew. Why not remove one of my tainted organs, stick in one of those things, and use an android as a filter? Asymmetrical thinking. You're an adventurer, Cordelia. (laughs) Uh, William, please make a sanity roll for me. I choose to fail it. (laughs) Cordelia's actually a space woman, not an adventurer. Uh, this this is not for you going insane. Is there something else? So please still make the roll. Fine, but only because I respect you. <laughs> Seventy six. All right, so that's a fail. I'm assuming. Yeah, like I said. All right, so uh, the orange mold that was making its way through your spinal column and up to your brain starts infecting your brain as well. Uh, you willingly reach out, grab uh, one of the cables, a snake towards you, and jam it into your into your palm of your hand as you start to fuse with this uh, machine. 
Could I choose to jam it in my heart? <laughs> sure, I'll allow it. I do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cordelia and uh, Dr. Crud, please take one stress and make a panic roll as your companion uh, willingly starts to fuse himself with a machine and tries to attach his heart to the ship, apparently. Why am I taking stress? <laughs> because uh, he is, he is a scientist here. and he filled a sanity roll, so he automatically takes some stress. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, you have enough data on the control, so I need to not be the control. Yeah, I think you're you're moving towards the I'm becoming an enemy to the party party part of, of the adventure. I'm moving towards the we have a <laughs> hour and twenty minutes left in this session. No, no, you're moving towards the, the betrayal in the third act by the scientist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I passed my roll. Uh, okay, good. I got seventeen. I needed a seven. Oh, I wow. got a seventeen. I needed an eleven. You guys are doing well in the panic rolls. Wow. Yeah, it's All almost right. like this is in our first rodeo. It literally is. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Okay, can we make some sort of roll to see if this is the first time this has happened? I, I, I mean, a dangerous and hostile alien infection that you're battling? Yes, that's the first time. You are cargo runners. You just, you know, do cargo runs normally. <laughs> this really doesn't it's, happen. It's just one of us doing the cargo. Uh, yeah. If you, yeah, but if the cargo's find... on the other sh on our ship that's fucking burning in the ball of fire that's separated from where we are at. So we're not cargo runners anymore. Yeah, we ain't gonna get paid for that. No. <laughs> no. The captain's pissed. <laughs> captain's fucking dead. Among Ooh. other things, Ooh. yeah. Okay, wait. DM, continue the plot, but like, on the statement <laughs> the captain's fucking pissed... That kicks a, like, primal part of William's brain where he's like, I need to disagree with Crud in a way that supersedes any sort of hive mind. All right. Uh, uh, by the way, since you, you directly jam something into your heart, you, go and you, you do take one wound. Oh, I did do that. Whatever. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Just check, check off one wound. Yeah, uh, I do this all the time. Yeah, this is fine, this is fine. Uh, all right, so the scene that uh, uh, Cordelia and Dr. Crud uh, see before them is, uh, you know, William just seeming to go along with this virus and getting injected with the machine parts. There is still uh, a, a just a regular old maintenance worker approaching you guys with with a with a wrench and a uh, a cable in his hand and there are still like snaking cables on the ground that most of them are like attracted towards the blood and start to you know infuse on that what would you like to do uh, dr crook are there some sort of uh, uh, escape uh, pods or something on this ship it looks like it might be time to go well we can always look for it looks like willie decided he was going to become one with the ship like some dumbass so uh I think we should keep a little distance there. And she's backing up and firing as she's talking at uh, this guy whipping the Can I make cord. a contested check against the group? What kind of contested <laughs> check? We'll, we'll get this to that. This is uh, not the first time I've tried to do this. <laughs> you keep like, saying that. It's like, yeah, this is a really annoying, shitty thing to do. But this isn't the first time I've done this. So you know I'm just in one of William's moods. I'm I'm just so gonna like, like I right, said, so far you guys just had a very like 
pretty much a boring normal job here, okay? So You don't know our backstory. <laughs> I do. I would control the world. You haven't uh, seen one prequel uh, episode. Dr. Trout, uh, some information for you since Cordelia was yes. asking about escape bots. Uh, yes. When you were hacking the terminal earlier and you got the system schematics, I you know that, that there are... Well. Indeed. And you know that there are three, uh, three different like ship-like things on the ship you could access. There are uh, escape pods, which are very basic and just, you know, eject you from the ship and then have very limited amount of fuel. And after that, you're just, you know, stranded in space, basically. There is a... Uh, in one of the cargo holds, you saw information about two lots being reserved for a private, uh, a private ship. And you know that there is a uh, a captain's ship attached to uh, somewhere somewhere in the area of the bridge. So there's three three different options for you there. Well, Cecilia, there's a private awesome ship in the cargo bay. If we go down there and vet the cargo bay, we will be launched into space. And you know what? Since William wants to become one with the ship, he can become one with the ship. Um, yeah. You How'd... saw him jab that shit into his heart, right? I, I, I did. Um, when you you looked at those other life readings, how many were around that other ship that you're talking about? Uh, GM, was that Cargo Bay empty? There were no life signs in Cargo Bay uh, 2, where the where the ship was. Cargo Bay 2, which is where we that ship is, is empty. That sounds like a place we should check out. Is that uh, in the direction of the guy that is closing on us, or is it in the opposite direction? Yes, you're going to have to move past him to get to the elevators or stairs to go down to the cargo base. Yeah, I'd like to keep shooting at him as I'm uh, having a chat with the old doc. Yeah, And Dr. Crid will also shoot at him as he just leaves Willy where he is, because apparently he wishes his fate to be part of the machine. And you know what? Dr. Crud supports him for whatever decision he wants to make. Okay, I made it noted that this is not the first time Willie has done this. He throws himself into any alien culture he finds. Literally. But you guys, as his friends, know to pull him back before he actively murks himself. He d- he actively murked himself when he shoved that shit into his heart. Yeah, that's a thing Willie does. <laughs> <laughs> and you're his friends, so like, deal with it. Okay. Uh, listeners, just so you know, if you're in a toxic friendship where people just expect you to just pull them back from bad decisions, you are okay to leave that friendship. There's a point where it's just too much, like when someone jams, when someone jams something into his heart. Continue on. <laughs> Okay, well, now I don't love this. But, like, <laughs> no, no, you have regrets about the thing. actively magical. Dude, oh, I don't know. Uh, all right, fuck, no, I guess Willie just dies then. Never mind. Uh, well, William, you see your two friends start making way towards uh, the elevator. You also, you know, being part of the crew, it, it, it felt, felt good, you know, being part of a collective... But you feel a a different collective, like whispering in the back of your mind and being like, "Hello, William, welcome home." <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> you can still move around and and do things. You are just attached to a cable to the wall now, so your movement range is limited. But you know, you can still do some things. You're not you know lost to the ether yet. 
You are part of the Borg now. I would like to connect to the ships. Uh, well, I guess not the Icarus. Uh, okay, so Prince is still a physical object. So I try to connect to Prince. And then I run query on the letter E. And anything that is in my collective data files as a hive mine that involves the letter E, I would like to download through prints into the uh, bulkhead's data mine. Uh, right. I know as a dying figure, and I gave my friends a really clear objective of like, keep my mind and shit going. I got um, your brain, don't worry about it. Yeah, but I'm making a new brain right now. Oh, oh, jeez. All right, all right, all right. So let's break it down. Uh, all right, so okay, you, ga never you gave... Okay, I did a bad... No, 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 I guess no, no, I just no. fucking die. I no, I like this idea, but... Uh, so you gave you gave your terminal with Prince to uh, uh, Crud, if I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so make me... So accessing your newfound, you know, connection with some kind of uh, electronic, mechanical hive mind thing, make me an intelligence roll to uh, connect to that device. That's a 36. And what's your intelligence? 42. All right. <laughs> so through this weird alien biomechanical hive mind that you are now starting to connect to, you make a electronic connection to the device in Dr. Crud's chest pocket, I guess. Uh, and you are connected to the device and to the Prince AI in there, which is like you're you are connected in a way that you were unable to connect to this AI before. You are like both uh, communicating via electronic signals now. So Prince feels like a, lo a lot realer in your mind in this case. And you, all right. So, what did you, you? You can do what you wanted. What? What exactly did you want to do? You wanted to download information from Prince into your brain up to the hive mind you're connected to, right? Uh, I guess the reverse. Everything in the hive mind, because I failed to check before, and now I'm part of this like weird alien thing. I'm trying to download that data into whatever hard drive I'm familiar with, which would be Prince. All right. All right. Uh, make me a sanity roll to wrestle information out of the eye of mind. You're, you're battling minds here. Uh, that's a fail. Alright, you're... Yeah. Oh my god! Rolled a fucking 60 and my sanity was 55. That sucks. That's real close. That's so close, man. All right, so you fucking close! It's better than a crit fail. You start. You start uh, tr extracting information out of the eye of mind and transferring it over, and Prince starts to receive it. Prince is reacting to this very weirdly. It's like it's it's kind of like he's communicating with another AI in a way because you're like communicating much more electronic level with him. Uh, but the hive mind itself is also like it's actively growing and maturing, like in this ship somewhere and in your mind, and. Uh, after a very short time, it like it like takes over and cuts cuts off your your feed and like starts okay, taking over more and more of your one brain. Thing? Yes, Doctor Crud, who's like cued in, knows I I don't like that. Like one of the last statements, like this is a horror game that he gets in his like text based info chat 
I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Larger spaces between the letters. I hate this. I hate this. Capitalization gets weird. I hate... I... I... And then silence. Hey, Escudilla and Dr. Crutz walk away from this scene. What, what do right. you think this means? I mean, I it says I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. I mean, it was it was coming coming from the Prince terminal, but it sounded strangely not like Prince and more like another voice you're familiar with. There uh, is a. Uh, I'm, I'm out. Go. I'm dead. I oh, was yeah, hoping yeah, he'd I'm, come I'm, with. I was going to get to that. This. Go, go. Like I'm dead. Go. All right, all right, all right. All right. Okay. All right so you hear you heard you heard uh, William's voice coming from the device in what what he said, uh, but you are moving towards the elevator. There is a infected strange individual in front of you that is in your way are you gonna get past him kill him like how are you gonna get past him uh what kind of ranges are we working with can we go around or uh are we gonna have to go through it looks like i mean you can try both whatever you want uh how <laughs> if you far away get around him, at this point if you want to get around him it's going to be a speed check to to run past him go to the elevator or you know otherwise just try and confront him uh what distance at this point talking nearby uh, i'm gonna say you're both nearby yeah uh yeah i'll fire the revolver twice all right all right uh yeah that is a 20 which succeeds and ooh, 67 which does not uh, i mean you just you just have to one 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 attack you just have one action on your turn i thought you get two per combat round. no no you, you nope. can just you one. can just move a bit and do do a thing all right yeah my bad uh that is 10 damage though Oh, Ooh. nice. All right. Uh, I'm going to say uh, from the force of that impact, uh, uh, this individual reels back, slams into the wall, and starts bleeding orange uh, blood and goo out of his chest. And he is, uh, he is momentarily stunned. He's not dead yet, but he can't do anything on his turn. Uh, so if you want, you can run past him, or you can try to finish him off. So, Dr. Grant, what would you like to do? Well, while I run past him, can I just, like, slide the scalpel across his neck <laughs> sure go for it make me a combat roll uh, make it with advantage because he's not doing much okay uh, that's going to be a 53 for the first roll and a 16 for the second alright I'm assuming that succeeds yes barely All right. by 10 All right. All right. I'm going to say you're going to run past just slice open his neck uh, you see uh, there's there's actually quite little blood coming out there because you see that his uh, uh, esophagus has been replaced by an uh, a, a, an iron tubing. Not fair. Uh, but it does break open and more of this orange goo comes out and it does seem to finish uh, this individual off, at least until he gets, you know, reintegrated more and more parts get into him. It finishes the job. It does the job for now. It does the, it does the job. <laughs> It's just like, you see, internally there's, there's more parts weird and different about him. He's far from human. You see, Cecilia, this is how you be a Marine. Now, I don't tell you how to be a doctor, and that was foolish. Look how close you are. Look at all that gooey orange blood spurting out all near you. Yeah, but he got on the other doctor and not this doctor, so this doctor is still awesome. All right. So, with the way clear, you make it to the elevator. You know you got to go down a couple of levels. You can either use the elevator or the stairs, whichever you want. And then you know the way to... Uh, I'm, you are going towards Cargo Hold 2, right? With the private aircraft? Yes. Yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the stairs. The elevator is enclosed and full of electronics. 
Well, we're on the ship, so the stairs would be enclosed and full of electronics as well. Hmm. <laughs> but I can't see them. <laughs> as you see the open elevator, just the light like flickers on and off like a little bit, like ominously. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you're the professional Marine, so you're going to be doing the production, and I'm only down to four bullets. So if you want to take the stairs, we'll take the stairs. Uh, yeah. Um... I have two reloads. Um, almost done my first, uh, so we can split the second if it comes to it. Uh, so yeah, let's take the stairs. All right, bye, Willie. We love you. <laughs> it's important that we survive. We can make sure that at least his work leaves on. I have a piece of his brain. I still don't understand how that helps, but I I believe you. Y'all are much smarter than me. All right, you're breaking into the to the staircase, start waking your way down. You hear sounds coming from uh, upstairs as the stairs go up and down uh, to the ship. Um, you know that there are other uh, individuals or creatures on the stairway uh, on top uh, coming towards you. So I'm going to need you both to make a speed roll. Oh, that's a six. That's a 50. Mm. I needed a 36. Ooh, Cordelia, please take one stress. As, uh, as you make your way down to the floor where you gotta go. Uh, like, this is one of those staircases that goes around and there's a central hole. And as you're almost at the floor you gotta uh, gotta go to, uh, someone falls down uh, the central uh, stairway, uh, stairway and grabs Cordelia by the arm and almost yanks her off. You are, you are hanging half over the, over the railing, uh, which still goes down like, you know, maybe 20, 30 more stories. Uh, and there's a clearly infected individual hanging on you. You see oh, that it's... can it be William? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, she asked a question of, like, I don't understand how this, like, benefits him. And I would uh, like to explain that by almost <laughs> murdering you. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get to to William again in a sec. Uh, I'm a, William was was up up and up and up against the wall with cable stuff, so he's, he wasn't coming down the stairs from up top. Yeah, okay. So all William fans, I was denied, and <laughs> find him in the comments. Yes, please leave a lot of comments about how this is unfair. Destroy him. <laughs> and I also call some to arm my goblins. <laughs> so what you see hanging on you is basically a head, a torso, and like two stumpy half legs with electronics sticking out of it. And clearly a patch that says fuck forever. <laughs> That's a common patch. That's a common patch. That's it is a common it's patch. It's a common patch. Okay. <laughs> I will see you in the parking lots of the internet at four o'clock. <laughs> uh this uh, this appears to have been uh, another mechanic. Uh, he has he has some uh, old uh, burn scars on his face, which you assume is radi radiation damage. So maybe he was working the reactor room or handling radioactive materials, anything like that. Uh, he is trying to to like pull you down with him. Uh, you know, eyes covered with orange goo, blood on his face. You know how it is. Um, all right, you are wrestling with this individual while going down the stairs. Uh, how would you like to deal with this? I would like to pull my vibe shetty, uh, which I have uh, very lovingly appellated Vim Vibe Vaporize, and just draw cut and uh, try and sever that at the wrist. All right, please make me a combat roll. Ooh, that's a 20. Uh, I needed a 42, so that's a success. Nice. All right. 
Yeah, no, no problem at all to you. Uh, you can roll damage for me if you want, but you're definitely going to succeed on this. Because it's like, what, 3d10 damage? I believe it's 3d10. Uh, yeah. yeah. The yeah, Shady is uh, insane. <laughs> 18? Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll do, that'll do. You slice the arm clean off and hear some... As this individual falls further and further down the stairs, hitting some things on the way. You pull off the remaining bits of arm that were on you and make your way further down. Uh, all right, you are on the floor uh, that leads to a cargo hold two, which takes up most of this uh, most of this floor. So you are on one of those like overhanging uh, uh, walkways that uh, goes around the the cargo hold. This is a giant. If you think one of those like large transport ships on the sea that are just filled with containers, this hold is basically the size of one of those. And you see, like, a lot of, you know, uh, storage containers in there. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, would Dr. Cred know which storage container it is because he hacked the system earlier? Uh, if you look around, you see that uh, one of the, the car containers are basically, like, slotted into lots. And two of the lots uh, uh, are do not have containers on them. There, You can just see a uh, small uh, personal uh, spacecraft, something like... You would imagine like a racing craft. It looks very sleek and fast. Um, it can hold like uh, maybe like two, two or three people in the in the seats. Uh, no cargo area or anything like that. Uh, this is like this is a personal fun. It's a fun yacht, you know. For some right, rich Cordelia, dude. you head towards that little boat ship right there. I'm going to go to this control panel and set a decompression for two minutes, and then I'm gonna meet you the ship. All right. All right. I assume two minutes is plenty of time to get to the ship. Yeah, that'll do. Okay. <laughs> All right. You make your way over to uh, a terminal that controls this bay. Um, with your level of access, uh, you not have control to do that, but you can try and hack it to get that access if you want. Oh, I want. I want to hack it. That is going to be a 34, which I need to... A 75 or less. So. All right. All right. William, in your new state of being, drifting through a large sea of individuals and minds, uh, it feels as if someone, like, breaks open a door into your head and just, like, starts poking into it. And subconsciously, you automatically, like, kind of focus on that, see what it is. And somehow you see a vision of uh, Dr. Crud in front of a terminal trying to do what he wants to do. Uh, since you are connected to both this hive mind and electronics in the ship, would you like to uh, help or interfere in, in any way with what he is attempting to do? There's good in you. If you would entertain me, <laughs> I would like to do both. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yep, yep, we're giving you the option to murder your friends along with yourself. Yeah, go for it. So I'm part of a hive mind, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do I think? And keep in mind that, like, a average D&D 3.5 round is six seconds, but the speed of thought is but mere milliseconds. And if we were amongst a hive mind, you could have a full conversation in yeah. less than a fraction of a round. Who's in charge here? Dr. I mean, Crud the third. No, <laughs> hush, hush, crud. 
Harsh, I'm harsh talking to God. <laughs> Just having a wee little conversation with God here. Uh, you are one among many. Uh, there is currently no like overarching, pressing. Uh, Do I mind ever hear an echo of my own thoughts? Is any other of the hive wondering who's in charge? Or is this full unilateral thinking over tens of thousands of minds? Oh, did you think a lot of you were there. in charge? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look at that. Oh, the hive mind of the blackout. Oh, look at that. You thought you were in charge for a second. Oh, oh I just found a taco <laughs> in my refrigerator. Now, uh, who like has I said, a taco? Me Dr. as well. Third. Yeah, as God well. God damn it. All right. Well, look, right, anyway, I didn't mean like to I challenge said, you, are, but you, you get are the spirit one, of what I was saying. You are one among many here. You have uh, still a lot of your own individual thoughts. They are just slowly being absorbed into this hole. So there are parts of you missing, but there are still parts of you remaining. So you can decide for yourself how much that is. I don't have any skills that would benefit me. Um, I guess the best thing I could do is xenobiology. To try to figure out what the true intention of this race is, like, from an exterior stance. Like, All right. like not that they're evil, because they, they kill people. It's like, what is the overall goal of this species? Is it propagation? Is it expansion? Is it cultural domination? What kind of Civilization Five? I'm talking about the video game. Are they going for victory-wise? All right, all right. I I, I know what I'm gonna say. All right, make uh, make your role for that. It's so like gonna probe, be bad. Probe deep into the to the being <sighs> that this thing is. What check am I making? Uh, you wanted to wanted to do xenobiology, right? Just with, with intelligence, because you're probing with your mind. Well, it's intelligence plus twenty, right? Because yeah. in wool, <laughs> I guess it's a 56 then. Is that enough? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, all right. So with what parts of Willy still remain, the, the, the core of him, the scientist, the explorer, the one who wants to find the answer, it's, it reaches out and probes deep into the core of this being, trying to find its its will, its purpose, its... You know, its end goal. Um, and what you find there is disturbing, to say the least. You see slogans? As you hear in your mind, We will feed the whole galaxy. Everyone will consume us all. Come on, come on. And you see the words CDE, do the right thing, consent, echoing over and over. And you feel that the, the origin of this thing, it might not be the intended creation, but the origin of this thing is a combination of consent dairy industry products and its programming. Does that answer your question? No, but I have an action. <laughs> what is your action? I would like to make any sort of contested check to put ass in as many slogans as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Because now it's very clear why William died. <laughs> he needs to All be right. a troll in the system. This wasn't right. even a fun accident. This was some sort of corp. Go All ahead. Right. We gotta, Go ahead. 
We're gonna get him. He he is silence. All right. So, uh, Doctor Crutz, you uh, you were hacking the thing. You you had made the hack thing, right? No, we're yes. gonna get you. All right. We set the timer for uh, for two minutes. Uh, both you and Cordelia make it down to uh, to the to the ship. You uh, you you know, eh, it's probably it's probably not even locked because it's like in transit. So you know, who's gonna take it? You know, we'll just take it out there. Uh, get inside the ship. Uh, two minutes pass. Uh, the area starts to decompress, and when it's uh, decompressed, uh, the cargo bay door opens. Uh, any of you have any piloting skills? Nope. All right. Cool. 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 I have computers, mathematics, and linguistics, and hacking. Yeah, military training might incorporate a couple vehicles, but uh, that's about it. All right, you can make a stat roll of your choice, both of you, to see if you uh, how well you get this thing out of here. That's going to be a 16, which is under anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of anything but intellect uh, that might do it, which is not her. <gasps> That's a two. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, my so, uncle so had one of these. Well, it was, it was you know, uh, not as nice, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, you just plop in right here and she'll be your co-pilot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cecilia, Cecilia, you're the captain now. I don't know that you have a rank high enough to give field promotions, but we can talk about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she just starts flipping things on, and you can feel the 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 engines come up. You rolled a two. You're the captain. So, as Cordelia uh, ignites the engines and recalls her childhood uh, memories of you know flying in her uncle's uh, ship, uh, joyriding as well, of course. You know she wasn't always the straight shooter she is today. Uh, they take off and zoom out at an incredible speed out of the airlock, uh, probably creating some force which starts drawing out some of the containers as well. Wee! Um, as yeah, you, as yeah you sorry about that. That's co that's company property. Uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> as you fly out, uh, turn over and uh, fly across the side of the CDE bulkhead, you see enlarged uh, holographic lens on the side. CDE, do the right thing. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're flying away the little computer in dr crud's chest chimes up and inside there you see prince just looking very confused and then it glitches over into the image of william and then glitches back to prince it's a little bit memory it's a little bit soul it's a little bit orange goo none of it's good <laughs> but it's all William. And as two of our players fly away to safety and one uh, enjoys being integrated with a xenobiology hive mind, we are ending this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. Joined today, we were by Cordelia. Yeah, don't shove cables into your heart, probably. Unless your heart tells you that's what you want to do. In this case, follow your heart. Uh, I don't know, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Uh, who is a doctor is Dr. Crod the third. Yeah, don't shove shit in your heart. That, I, don't do it. And William. Fuck, 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 fuck. And as you all fly away to the darkness of space, somewhere out there, a relay station starts broadcasting a received transmission. This is CDE licensed Captain Maxime Price. No! Maxime Price. Sending in his emergency pickup request to all CD vests. Stay away! 
seed CD vessels, the Icarus contains valuable and proprietary company equipment that must be retrieved as per company guidelines. CDE, do the right thing. Ass. And with that... <laughs> Does this he have episode? weapons? We need to blow this shit up. It's funny because they said ass. And with that, we end this episode of Fire Baby Kittens. Good night and good luck. So you're looking for a podcast to help you grow your business, stay in the motivational millionaire mindset to get things done, and listen to some great million dollar interviews with real successful business owners that can teach you how they actually did it. Well, guess what? I got the podcast for you. Come on over and come with me, Janice Morton, host of Your Small Business Podcast. You know, it's like a one-stop shop for happy hour with a girlfriend mixed in with some business talk. Come on over to Your Small Business Podcast and let's make this money. Keep listening to the other channels, Art and Heart. And the Yetta Radio, you already know, on silviadosantos.net slash podcast, you'll find the other channels, Art and Heart, the Yetta Radio. But tonight, let's start the new one, Vox Papilio. Enough said. So, I'm Silvia Dos Santos. Yeah, you already know. And kids, grown-ups, enjoy. Enjoy.